We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 90 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. No way. 90? Most wow. podcasts don't go past 12. We're better, years in, we're, we're better than most. <laughs> Brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, web design, Google Ads, graphic design, they can help. Check them out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or their website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. Request a free online review of your entire online presence. Okay? I'm Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. Bo behind the camera. Hola. Hola, Bo. Miguel riding shotgun. <laughs> Shout out to our booking manager, Britt. Yo, Britt. All right. Hey, Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe. We'd really appreciate all the support. Joining us today, George Pirro. Mm -hmm. Welcome. Thank Pur you very much. <laughs> purple Thank you for belt. Being here. Any stripes on the purple belt? Yep. Actually, I have four. Whoa, oh, almost four? a brown oh, belt. Oh, oh. Dirty brown. <laughs> Keep my wrist away from you. I think all the pictures I saw, there was one. Is it? Is that uh, the it stripes new them. or that you've had them for a little bit? No, I've had them for a while. Okay. Yeah. You got to post more. I, <laughs> I think in the last under, picture I saw, it's like it was a uh, one Under stripe. promise, over deliver. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, he's just a one stripe purple belt. Um, <laughs> let me do some quick shout outs, right? And then Absolutely. we're going to circle back. So uh, appreciate it. Um, thank you to our friends over at Flow and Roll. Hands down, the best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. I got my shirt on today. What up, Sean? Uh, check their Instagram out, at flow underscore n underscore roll. Uh, tons of custom designs. They work with academies across the country. We've talked about their pre-order program. If you're a small gym, a new gym, an old gym, you need to buy gis. You don't want to lay out, you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. They have a pre-order program. You put down a few hundred dollars. He'll get your stuff on his website. Your students can order you'll actually make the same as if you were selling them in your academy and then you'll get, you know, you can use the profits to buy the stock and you've laid out a few hundred bucks even, and you get everything you need. Even if your name is Jim, you can yep. still buy it. <laughs> <laughs> He's also doing something really cool where like 25, 50, 75, 100 geese, he's also going to give you the patches. Right. So he's running a special right now. So reach out to Sean at Flow and Roll. You can go to the Instagram or check out their website, flowandroll.com. They, they are still carrying our podcast tee. That yep. one right there that Miguel's got, got on. Bam, bam, bam. Want to give him a shot of that? It's the cleanest one right? So uh, you also get 20% off with code JJD at flowandroll.com. Go buy your right? shirt. <laughs> Thank you to the BJJ Box for all their support as well. They are Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, tons more. They find the best products in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee that every box will be worth more than the cost. It so sure each is. box has, what, about four to seven items? And there's tiers, right? Yeah, he's got a VIP box, and then he's got uh, like, you get, like a quarterly. you get, like, and stuff like that. And yeah, you the, the VIP box, box is the one that we give away on the on Instagram. Yeah. And then he's got, like, a, a, a one above that that's quarterly, and gets you get the rash guard. Right. I think, is it a rash guard in the tier or just a rash guard? If you love jiu-jitsu and you have disposable income, yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. Use code JJD10 for $10 off your very first box. And we've got actually a box coming. I didn't check the mail today, Holler. so we might have had There's one there. The worst right there. Hey, can I tell you something real quick? What am I so the worst like, at? My, no, no. So, like, <laughs> my wife was on vacation for three weeks. This happens every summer. And then I join up at the end of it. And yeah. And I, I fly up, and then, and then we all fly back together. I checked the mail zero times in a month because I <laughs> yeah. never do it. <laughs> she, came, she told me today, she was like, dude, that thing was packed. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I don't check it, nobody checks it. Because yeah. in the in the like you have to go to the mailbox. I'm the well, rest. That, no house has a, a mailbox I'm, in front of it. I'm the rest of your family. Yeah, no. I got two mailboxes. <laughs> no. I got two mailboxes. One for this apartment. One for the other apartment. So nobody likes to show off. Nothing ever shows up. <laughs> Nothing ever shows up here. No so one, no now we have 
Uh, Bo, we're going to ask you to do the same thing we did last episode. We're going to drop in the commercial after I do the shout-out for Neutral Zone Clean, right? Gotcha. We're just launching their website. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple of days late. Sorry, guys. But uh, we're launching their new... It's Neutral Zone. No, 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 no. The, the website itself. That's not your fault. Just blame me. Oh. That's oh. Black Belt Digital Marketing. <laughs> blame me anyway. Just He's just going to take anyway. the L. NeutralZoneClean.com is going to be launched by the time this airs. All right. You can use coupon JJD for 15% off, right? And uh, Instagram is NeutralZoneClean. This one is, right, because their, their CBD is My Neutral Zone. So let's not get confused. It's Neutral Zone Clean no CBD. on this one. No CBD in their cleaning product. Just pull, clean. pull some of those right. closer because you can't really Over see here. them on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Pull, there so you go. we're going to show you the commercial right here. Bo's going to drop it in for you guys. Check it out. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? All right. Very cool. Thank you, guys. That's it. We're, we're done, George. We're doing it. We're, we're no, that's the end now. of the episode. Thank you for coming. That was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, thank you again for being here. I, I should give you like the, the proper intro that you are an American top team for Stripe. Purple belt. <laughs> yes. Again, you got to post more. I was going to have one stripe written here. This He's is bad. busy. He's busy getting stripes, yeah. bro. He can't got no time to take pictures. At Dan for, Lambert doesn't former, have phones in there. Does it sound, is, is it weird to hear that former it, special it, agent? It still is a little uh, weird. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. it like the Marines? Wait, special like agent. you're never, you're never really out. You know what you're I mean? You're never really out. Yeah. Now, the FBI is a family. So, yeah. you know, you're, I'm always going to be associated with the FBI and yeah. very proud of that as, cool. uh, affiliation. So, uh, you know, you're, you're a former now. You never give up. Yeah. You know, that's FBI. Yeah. So again, former. so former special agent in charge of the FBI's Miami field office, right? That's, that's correct. That's exact. That's that nice that's, long title. Did yeah. that fit on, it fit really well on a business <laughs> <Yeah>. card, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you to Roberto Santiago who kind of put this together for us. You said you knew him from way back, right? You uh, he did some. What was it that he did? He actually attended uh, the FBI Citizens Academy that we okay. host twice a year. All right, and you've have remained in contact with him since then. Yes, he helped set up the WSVN interview. He did, right? yes. which we saw this weekend, which That's is awesome. Channel Seven. They right? mentioned Jujitsu Dummies at the end. <laughs> I stayed up. With, I was like this with my camera, waiting, like my phone, and just waiting for it to come on. I will say he sent me the video of him recording a television, and you—he didn't budge. Very it was steady like hand. The, the most still video I've ever seen. Listen, I was—I I was excited. Hey, listen, we're getting—we were, you know, so we're getting, we're getting were, mentioned in a George Shiro segment. I mean, you did better than I did. I didn't even record my own segment. Did you? <laughs> we'll send, I did. Post we'll send it to you. Have you have you seen like you know that now it's posted as yes. the segment right? Yeah, they, yeah. actually, so, uh, they sent it to me. I think Roberto. Uh, they I watched it that night. Was it Sunday night? And then Sunday. I think they played it again Monday. Several Monday, day, Tuesday? Uh, several times on Monday. Okay. So oh, I think it go. was 11, 12, yeah. uh, and the 4 o'clock. Uh, 
how is how does it feel? How different is that than what you used to you know be on the news for? <laughs> you know, the, it's very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, uh, previously I, I'd have to uh, you know make sure that I was representing the bureau in the highest standards and and meeting you know the FBI's expectations. With this, it was more about. Uh, you know, really enjoying the opportunity and the experience. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> well put. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's listen. It's great. Like I, I always like to. Mention, my father's going to watch this episode, right? Okay. My father was in law enforcement. He was a New York City transit police officer before it, the departments merged. Yeah. Uh, he retired right before the merger, so he was never NYP NYTPD. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, always proud. My entire life, I mean, I never missed a a, a a chance to like brag that my dad was a cop. You know, my but wasn't your dad like also like one of those cops that was like undercover at the train station to like kind of look out for stuff? Yeah. Too? So uh, those are the he guys was, I was He did something of. called anti crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When uh, back in the day, you were, you were in law, you were yeah. law enforcement before you were an FBI agent. Did anti crime in New York City, yeah. uh, and then he did. Uh, it was called the Brooklyn Queens Task Force. Um, before, well, it was called the Decoy Squad. So you know. He became a sergeant and he, you know, he used to call them kids because, you know, they were kids and they would uh, go, be in a van and go from station to station and, you know, set up somebody and make them, you know, off cop, drunk, passed out on a, on the train or on a, on a bench and, you know. Somebody would rob them and they'd arrest them. I always uh, tell everybody, does everybody remember Man, that's Money Train? Remember no, Money Train? Yeah. <laughs> Money Train with J-Lo yeah. and uh, who's, uh, who else? Woody uh, Harrelson. And mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yes. Oof. That's how I would explain it to me. Like, wait, what did your dad do? Oh, he's a cop. Yeah. yeah. You ever see no. Money Train? That's how I explained yeah. it to Money everybody. Money Train's been a long They actually time. did, a, I remember they did a 60 Minutes um, segment on them. My, he had just joined, but they were, 60 Minutes was already doing a segment on them when they were kind of getting into some trouble and everybody was screaming, you know, entrapment, entrapment. And that's when they changed <laughs> the name from Decoy Squad to Brooklyn Queens Task Force. But they never stopped. They just always did it. So. Entrapment. Uh, what, we're not supposed to rob passed out drunk people? <laughs> Wait, so, again, I never miss a chance to brag on my dad, and he's going to see this one. So, so That's, that's New so, York mentality. Yeah. Right there. 80s, at least. So, so, let's go back. So, let's talk about, you know, we mentioned American Top Team. So, your training, uh, obviously, like, you know, people know, like, the affiliations. What? Who, where's your home gym? ATT? So my home gym is uh, American Top Team West Pines under okay. Professor Wilson Govea. Okay. Nice. And I did see you. Did, did you do the interview from the American Top Team in Coconut Creek? I did. Okay. Uh, but yeah. they interviewed my professor, Wilson Govea, and he, yeah. was, he was on the uh, yeah. uh, on that uh, That's a little room full of sharks over there. Is it, it a little is. even different training from just your home gym or... Yeah, so I'm fortunate that I'm actually able to train in the mornings at Coconut Creek, which is headquarters. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, after COVID, Coconut Creek is closed to the public. Yes. It's mm-hmm. uh, limited to professional fighters, but I am fortunate enough that I do have the opportunity. Professional fighter now. I am. <laughs> yeah, so in the mornings, I'll do uh, my training there, and in the evenings, of course, under the tutelage of uh, Wilson Govea and, and the uh, uh, West Pines team. Yeah, do you... Uh I mean, in the past, have, do you throw on the gloves as well? Do you do some MMA or do you stick into just jiu-jitsu? No, I've, I've done both. Okay. Uh, but right now I'm really focused on just uh, jiu-jitsu, especially as I'm uh, uh, training and preparing for the Worlds in September. Mm, very interesting. That's going to be, you know, there's yeah. there's an argument, right? Like, like there's adults and then there's masters. You're doing the <laughs> masters division, right? Yes. Right. So, but like the argument was like, I'm, I'm masters too, I believe. And uh, when I was training with Milton, 
you know, I, I spoke to uh, Professor Sophia and uh, Professor Felipe, and I was like, hey, man, I want to do adults. And he's like, they were both just like, you should just do your age and uh, don't think that you, just because you're doing adults that it's going to be tougher. It's actually like a blue belt masters two is probably just as tough. I don't want to say tougher, but like just as tough because like, what are you dealing with? You're dealing with a 35 to 40 year old man who's got his shit together, has time to train and is hyper-focused on the same task you are. So like, just think about yourself, you know, like, and you know what? Every time I've done an IBJJF at my weight and at my, my age, it's been like a similar person. Yeah. Like a person that's like, I came here to win. Yeah. You know, this is what I trained for. I sacrificed my family time for this. It's never like a gym bro that's 35. Yeah. It's always like a oh, guy who's like an not. accountant or, yeah. you know, cause you talk to them afterwards. I mean, you, you know how IBJJF is. They, you, you weigh in, they stick you in the pen and then you're just in there until your bracket's over. So like naturally you just like, you're like, Hey, what's up? You know, like, cause you're also an adult. That's the difference too. It's like, you're not in there with a bunch of kids. It's like a different, like the mental games, I believe, with the older people yeah. is there as well. Are, I mean, you, I'm, are I'm, you competing as much? Are you competing more now that, you're, that you've that you retired? Or were you competing just no, as much No, I was competing you, quite a bit yeah. before I retired. Regularly? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I uh, really focused on uh, uh, IBJJF uh, tournaments. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, really focused on uh, not only my ranking, but uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the top. Uh, tournaments and where are you ranked? So the highest I've uh, reached was seven okay. for my age group. Uh, unfortunately, I sustained a, a pretty serious injury at the beginning of the year. I tore my pectoral major, Ooh. had to have surgery, so Oof. I was out of competing for a while. Wow! Uh, so my uh, ranking dropped. I believe I'm number thirty now for my age okay. group. All right. Well, you now going back to Wilson. His son trains with you as well. I know his son. Like, but how old is his son? His son is uh, 13 oh, and 13. is a killer. I was going to say. Uh, so a shout out to, uh, uh, to Willie. He yeah. is, uh, he's incredible. I know so, he reposted something, but I didn't see how old he was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it was, I'm curious, like, is he a killer like his dad? I mean, He's a killer yeah, like yeah. his dad. So it's funny. He's, uh, he's about 185, 190. 13? 13. He's just like wow. his dad. And he is as tough <laughs> and as aggressive how tall as is he? his uh, yeah. dad is. He's probably five eight, five nine and already. One eighty. Yeah, at least one eighty. Thirteen. They don't build them like they used to. We got a couple yeah, of young kids. I told yeah, you guys I, I used to be one seventy five at twelve years old, one seventy five and five eight or five yeah. nine. Wow. But no. look, I didn't get. I didn't yeah, get any bigger. You peaked too <laughs> soon. Bro. I didn't get. Yeah, <laughs> thir- I get thirteen. I was. That was it. Thirteen. I was definitely under a hundred pounds. I remember when I was like uh, seventh eighth grade. I was wrestling at one eighteen. At 13? Oh. At, no, no, no. So 6th, 7th grade, what is that, 12, 13? The 7th grade, I started wrestling, so that would have been, what is that? Thir- that's 13. Yeah, that's 13, that 14, age, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cute. 180? Wow. It would have been like yeah, wider sideways. So, so I'm embarrassed to tell you, as a freshman, I wrestled, I was four foot nine, eighty six oh. pounds, and I, re- <laughs> and I wrestled 92 pound division, yeah. oh, which is yeah. the lowest uh, weight class oh, wow. available. That sucks. You know At what, you, though? you guys were fucking tough, man. Those little guys were... <laughs> yes. We're ben monsters on the mats. Hard. It's like always hard to drive a half on the lightweights because yeah. they would always. I mean, you can just move so yeah. so quickly. So you fortunately, know? between junior and uh, senior year, I had a growth spurt and yeah. Uh, I, I was a late bloomer. I grew like two inches when I went away to co- first year when I went away to college. I came back like I was much to like I 
finally sprouted. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I I wrestled for a couple of years. I still, I still, do you still like your recall of your your wrestling? Well, how long did you wrestle? So I wrestled a couple of years, okay. uh, freshman and sophomore year. Even like I go back to like I do things that like you know I'll I'll put somebody in a cradle and and kind of like sweep them, um, you know, take down defense. Like for me, it, it just comes so natural. Even yes. I'm 49, it comes natural to me to just like it's just there. He wrestled as well, right? Yeah. I know the first time I ever that we ever rolled together, he he started moving and I said, "Did you wrestle?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, you "Immediately tell like a wrestler." You can pick it's it out way, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But now so who won? Uh, he always wins. <laughs> <laughs> brown blue, brown blue. He's yeah. Yeah, I'm just a f- you know a few years oh, okay. ahead of him. I'm probably the worst guy. And you have uh, old man experience to go with it. Yeah, too. you know, a little old man strength too. I think you know. It's like, well, why is this guy so strong? <laughs> so I'm eating burgers and fries yesterday. Yeah. So, oh, uh, so was going pro always the plan? Was this you know how long was this plan in place? Was this like you've always dreamed about this, um, or was this just like you know, I should, you know I'm retiring, maybe I should go pro. I'm Somewhere, saying going pro, yeah. but is, is that the right term? Are we using the right term? Or is it yes. like, yeah, I want to compete. Okay, go Absolutely. pro. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, somewhere kind of in the middle. Uh, you know, I, of course, like everyone else, I grew up watching the UFC and uh, really fell in love with uh, jiu-jitsu. Uh, from a law enforcement perspective, of course, in the mid-90s, the Gracies, uh, in collaboration with LAPD, did a study and found that the majority of law enforcement confrontations ended up on the ground. Mm-hmm. And having a jujitsu-based law enforcement uh, training or tactics really can help protect law enforcement officers and reduce injuries to uh, mm-hmm. to the public. So I began to kind of focus on developing my ground fighting skills, and I really though didn't get serious until I met my professor Wilson Govea. Mm-hmm. He invited me to his gym, and as I started to train under him, he kind of urged me to look at competing and really uh, as another uh, approach to really taking my jujitsu to an, uh, another level. There's and and, and like what was that? How many years ago? So I you started started, when was training. the first time you, start, you stepped on that jujitsu mat? So I started training with him in 2015. Mm-hmm. I had been doing jujitsu prior to uh, on and off. That's what uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, like did, were, did you practice jujitsu or a form of jujitsu that was being taught to you when you were in LEO in California? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and then in Phoenix where I was assigned as an FBI agent and then of course in, in Virginia. But what would unfortunately happen is I would start training and get back into it and then I'd end up getting deployed overseas mm. or, you know, some type of major investigation that required uh, uh, all of my time and commitment. So then jujitsu would be put on the back the burner yep. and then six months or nine months would pass. And then I'd go back and then I'd do a couple of months and then I'm deploying to, you know, this country or this location. Yeah. And then I don't know what you guys call it, but in the army, we call that the green weenie. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's come and get you, man. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, you said, uh, 2014, I was, I actually posted, you know, like memories come up on Facebook. Yeah. So I saw a video, I guess I had reposted like a throwback, but I think it was my first competition as a white belt six months in was 2015, January 2015. So I started in June. You guys started at the same time. 2014. So yeah, so it's we started right around the same time. It's right before my Slacker. 41st birthday. Slacker. I started. Slacker. He's a brown belt. Yeah. <laughs> I've been putting in some time. Man. Yeah. But so... I actually never like to start with like, hey, when did you start jujitsu? Like, I hate starting from the beginning. I like to jump around a little bit. But so we're talking about that that start in jujitsu. 
Um, let's go back to that that plan. Once you started, was this like something like, oh yeah, one I I like did you immediately fall in love like a lot of us? Like, oh shit, this is something that I know that I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Cause I felt like that from I felt like that before I stepped on the mat because I was a huge UFC fan. Mm-hmm. I always just like hit the bag. I thought I was a little badass and then I started training jujitsu. I was like, oh, this is where I Yeah. Been. This is this is what I, I absolutely knew from the very beginning. I'm like, I'm I will be a black belt one day. Was it the same feeling for you? Oh, was, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, as soon as I started to uh, train, especially under uh, Professor Govea, I fell in love with it. I, it's as you know, jujitsu is very addictive. So I knew I was going to be doing it for the rest of my life, and mm-hmm. of course, pursue you know that jujitsu lifestyle and and uh, path. As I started to compete and started to look at it more as a profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my perspective changed. And of course, with a little bit of success, some sponsorships, that's when that light bulb went off and said, hey, mm. this could be a, <laughs> you know, initially for me, it was a second career because I, I, of course, had my uh, my first career or primary career. But as I got closer to retiring, then I thought, hey, what? how awesome would it be to become a professional athlete at, you know, in your fifties and pursue yeah. your dream. And, you know, for me, you know, getting to train next to, you know, Tiago Pitbull Alves, who I grew up yeah. admiring and loving as one of my favorite fighters. For sure. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I train and, and, and like this morning I was teasing and, uh, you know, Picking on Andre Olafsky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does anybody I, I really did, pick I on did, Andre though? Yeah, can I tell you a funny story? So, so at his gym or my old gym, they threw. Uh, so, uh, no, it was a Alesky. What's his name? Alesky. Uh, Olenek. Right. Alexi Olenek. Alexi Olenek. So he did a seminar at Felipe and Sophia. At my gym, at my home, because he trains it at. Just tell him. He trains it at uh, Henzo Gracie Weston because yes. he moved, and I'm yeah. up at the old fight sports and, up there. Uh, but it was just like, I mean, that's a real deal guy, right? Yeah. So they threw a seminar, and and Felipe and Sofia kind of put me to the side. They're like, hey, man, do you mind coming so you could kind of be the dummy? Because they know, like, <laughs> but anyways, like, he ends up calling, like, rando people to just, like, do a move. And, like, while he's showing the move, these people are tapping out, like, in pain. He's like, this is not submission. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I could only imagine yeah. what it's but like so, training, like, with these yeah. high-level So imagine people. having that guy next to you while you're doing your strength and conditioning, and, you know, yeah. now I see him, and he's says hi to me or you yeah. know the, uh you know the other day i got to roll with uh Hinato Maikano oh with, yeah uh, Marlon i Marais. love that guy dude yeah. oh absolutely i mean he's a monster Is Mar- he does destroyed Marlon- me yeah uh, he's only got one speed <laughs> and it's yeah uh, Maikano uh, or or uh Hinato Maikano, yeah. Yeah. yeah dude he's so cool he is yeah he really i mean those guys are all great so yeah you know it, i'm living my dream now at this point where you know, I get to go to the gym and I see these guys and we're working out together. And, you know, the other day I was doing the uh, the no-gi grappling class with uh, Mike Brown, you know, mm-hmm. one of the foremost coaches in the in the yeah. world. And let's go. You know, how could you not? Uh, he had a, did he have a, a was ECW title? At, oh, at yeah. He point, knocked right? out right? Uh, Uriah Favor. That was like, that was towards the end of ECW, right? Was, yes. It was right before the, the yeah, right they before brought everybody the over. UFC. Um, yeah, it's, that's amazing. That's, that's awesome, right? It's, it is like a little, like a kid in a candy store, right? <laughs> it is. I, I pointed at the, at this before because I don't know that I'll ever compete or, you know, try to do what you're doing. I've always been in like, in, in like I own a marketing company. I started this. Luckily my wife, when I gave, uh, she told her the idea, she's like, oh yeah, come record it at my office. Like 
if she would have been like, oh, really? Another bit? You know, you're going to really start something else? I wouldn't have done it, but she was behind it. And so when you were saying, you know, what you were saying before, and I point to this, I mean, this is, this is like how I get to do more jujitsu. If I'm not doing it, you I'm tell the stories. You, know? you tell so the stories. Yeah. It's still yeah. just so, as fun. I love. Well, yeah. But you know what? You tell the stories. You're you're bringing. You're doing something that yeah, yeah. is hard to do when you're on the mats, and yeah. that's be an inspiration outside the mats. Uh, I would. I would love to. I definitely would love to compete again. Um, I think, at least for myself, I just don't like to do something if I can't give it a hundred percent, and I, you know. It's basically two businesses, family, just bought a house, daughter going away to college. Not a good time. It's hard to, you know, but, you know, now she's going to be off. My oldest daughter is now working for my company. I'm trying to, like, say, here, you can run it, you know. <laughs> so maybe I get a little bit more time. But, you know, kind of this blew out my knee the day before we went into quarantine for COVID yeah. at my previous, at my job. Uh, pulled a muscle. Like, I was like, oh, man, I can't get, like, a good, we, you know, I can't get a good probably a few months without something happening, but this has been what's been consistent for me. So if I can't do jujitsu, I'm just back to two days a week. I just started going. It's like one day a week. I'm really happy for you. Melton, baby, though. the uh, groin injury. Now, okay. Two <laughs> days a week, a little bit better. And you know, now I think I can go back a little bit more full time, even though there's a little bit of pain, but again, this, this is the way that I'm giving back. But I, I man, you're you're living the dream that I'd like. Oh man, I wish I could do yeah. this. This is. But you got to also I remember. Uh, I spent not including my uh, military time. You know, thirty four years in law enforcement. So yeah, I've I've experienced what you're yes. talking about. Balancing you know my my uh, FBI career with my fighting career or jujitsu career. Now I'm I've gotten myself to the point where I can really devote most of my time to jujitsu and just see how far I can take it and how good I can get and yeah. enjoy every moment of yeah. it. Do you, do you find, do you find yourself more chill now on the mats because it doesn't feel like, like, Oh, I only get to train on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, do you find yourself now that like you get to explore Same things different like, Hey, way. You train like, different hey way. today I get like, I'm just only going to focus on this and I don't really care what's going on. Like that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yes and no. Uh, yes and no in a sense that, it, of course, yeah, I'm a little more relaxed and, and you know, focused on that. But, uh, you know, I was telling some of my teammates at West Pines, you know, in the morning when I ro rolled with uh, Marlon Marias and, you know, Hanato Moicano, mm -hmm. you know, they crushed me for about an hour and 15 minutes. Of course, they were, you know, really trying to help develop my game and, and things like that. And then when I went back that night for another two-hour training session, right, it's uh, – it's not relaxing, right? When you're in the middle of fight camp. <laughs> I don't mean training. like that. I mean more in, in terms of mentality. Because like before, he's like, oh, I got to get it in. Where now you're like. Oh, now I, I can't wait. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's like you don't feel rushed. It's like, oh, like before, I'm sure you, you, you had a job to manage and you had a very important job. It's Absolutely. like. Absolutely. It's like you probably went there and you had a couple of emails in your inbox that you really had to answer. <laughs> and, it, and my phone wouldn't stop yeah, ringing yeah. and emails. You, there's always in that one guy. Was like, every yeah. time you had to run out of the gym, like, oh, oh shit, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 I remember uh, BRB. Brian, uh, I won't I'll say his last name, but uh, Coral Springs PD. Yeah. Brian. Um, there's so many LEOs. He would be like, he, he always had to leave his phone on. He always put his bag in the back, you know, his weapon and uh, no lockers there, but he'd always leave his phone on. And sometimes he's just like, oh, get up, go grab his clothes, and he'd run same out thing, the door. Same thing with mine. But now, I, uh, now I won't, I won't. This, so I think sometimes he used to come on his like his break. He used to train, like he on his break. Hey, <laughs> he what about train. what about you know what I'm talking about? Black belt now. He would no. always have bread in his trunk. Who's that? 
You remember? Mm-hmm. Starts with H. So, anyways, like his no. wife hated him training, so he'd always keep bread in his oh, trunk. Howard? Yeah. Oh, Howard? Oh, you didn't read <laughs> Howard. Howard's not listening. That's How his wife is yeah, listening. Yeah, so anyways, he would like keep bread or something in his trunk because he'd tell his wife he's going to the grocery store because they, have, <laughs> they didn't have this or that. <laughs> so we got a couple of guys like that. He'd come all sweaty like, with like a smushed bag of bread. You know yeah. you know who's got a family or who's not supposed to be there? Yeah, 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 yeah. By who runs off the mat like five minutes before the hour's up, you know, and they run out, they don't stick around. That's how addictive jujitsu is, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, get, I, get a, I get talks like quarterly probably because sometimes yeah. like, you know, like, like the family life will happen, yeah. And then, like, I get in a good groove, and then, like, I start getting more obsessed, yeah. And then I start going more, or like spending extra time, like after class. <laughs> yeah. I had I, get I had that conversation with my wife the other day because I I kind of I joke with her that she hates jujitsu. Like, if I want to, like, I know you hate jujitsu. Like, I'm talking to her about jujitsu. I'm like, I know you hate jujitsu. Like, I don't hate jujitsu. I used to hate jujitsu when you went six days a week, two hours a day, sometimes three. And on Saturday, you would do it in an open mat, and I wouldn't see you for four or five hours. You mean the dream? It's like, that's when I didn't like it. Yeah, right, the dream. Right? The oh, dream? You, oh, you mean my dream uh, <laughs> that I want to do for the rest of my life, honey? Uh, but in the beginning, that's that's what it was. I was a white belt. Um, it was a, f- a family friend of hers that opened the school, and I was his first student, so it was like me and a black belt. So I got my I got my blue belt uh, in like six, seven months, and but it was just me and the black belt for, for a big part of that. And you know, then we started, you know, people started coming in and joining, and so, but it was... Two hours a day, six days a week. Min- two hours a day, five days a week. And then we went to an open mat with another gym that was like, they came to us one Saturday, we went to them. So it was, you know, she was like, all right, uh, you know, a little much. Come on, this is a little bit too much. But, Mita. but you know, <laughs> age, work, you know, all those things caught up. You know, but that was before we were married. We were dating and living together. So it was a little bit easier then. And uh, yeah, once we got married, I got it, it just, you know, got a little bit older. You calm down a little bit. Injuries, you know, oh, I need an extra day to, to recover. Right. I, how's your recovery? Like, what do you do for recovery? So, you know, I do a variety of different things from stretching, massage gun. Yeah. Um, That's my best you know, friend. Uh, Morning and night. Absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, proper nutrition, rest, you know, all of those that things. That I don't do. Yeah. <laughs> the proper nutrition? <laughs> yeah. yeah, not uh, so much. No. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you Neutral Zone clean? Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. 
visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Uh, you know, it thankfully, helps. I've had, uh, you know, uh, I've been on a, a proper nutrition plan yeah. for, for years. Yeah. Not only for jujitsu, but for my other career. Yeah. Right? We have a, a physical fitness standard that I wanted to maintain. Mm-hmm. And of course, as the, as the head of the office, I wanted to lead by example. So I was very consistent about not only eating healthy, but training and, and uh, being the first to take our fit test to just yeah. demonstrate the importance of, uh, uh, physical fitness for the overall health and well-being, you know, of the uh, of the employees. Let's talk about that a little bit because I've I've always talked to my dad about this because again I remember growing up, uh, maybe asked him a few months ago about this because I was like I say this on the show a lot. Is this right? And I said, right, you didn't have any fitness requirements after you got on the job. He said the only requirement we had was uh, they'd have to do like a, a test, a, yes. know, a shooting test, right? Whatever you would call that. Marksmanship. Uh, marksmanship. Yeah. Okay. So he would have to do that uh-huh. once a year. I think once a year, maybe <laughs> once a year. But there was no fitness requirement. I know Rogan, there's a there's a clip of Rogan talking about this recently. He's like, if you're going to be a fat cop, like he's really laying into guys that are like, <laughs> yeah. like I posted that. shame on, yeah, right. He's like basically cop, saying like, shame cop. on you for not be, to being in a job where you're supposed to be protecting other people and then you look like that, like you're fat yeah, bro, and you're fat. overweight and you're not going to be able to run. And you, you know, I have to agree. And right, did you see that? Did yeah, you, I did. I say, I say, eat all you want, get super fat, make it real easy for me to jog away. <laughs> <laughs> when I, mean, I feel like doing so, something bad. So, so you got, you've always, those have always been FBI fitness requirements yes. in your job as a law enforcement. Can you talk about where, where you, where you started your law enforcement career? Yeah, absolutely. So I began my law enforcement ca- career in Northern California. So I was mm-hmm. hired as a police officer in a city called Ceres, California, which okay. is right in the central Valley. Uh, at my department, we didn't have a physical fitness standard after you got out of the police Academy. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, Within uh, my first year, I uh, tried out and made the SWAT team. Now, the SWAT team had a physical fitness requirement, and okay. we would take that physical fitness oh, yeah. requirement uh, every quarter. Okay. So that re- you know that included pull-ups, push-ups, uh, sit-ups. Uh, like a one-mile run or something a like that. A mile-and-a-half run. Those Obstacle kinds of course. things. Exactly. So to be on SWAT, you had to be very, very physically fit because it's a very physically demanding and challenging uh, assignment. And that was right after the L.A. riots, so I'm sure— you guys, it was actually before. It was right before. For me, it was before okay. the LA riots. Uh, but uh, so I uh, always had that as part of my uh, profession or my mm-hmm. focus uh, uh, within my career. Now within the FBI, very very different. The standards are very very different. Uh, you have to pass the physical fitness test to get to the FBI Academy after you go through the stringent hiring process. Within the Academy, you have to pass the test three times. And after, once you become an agent, you have to pass that same test 
every year throughout your your career. Do you have to do it in a suit? No, definitely you don't have to do it in a suit. Uh, they need to change that shit. Uh, <laughs> you got to do it in a suit. And then uh, unlike most departments, we actually qualify with our weapon every quarter. We have defensive tactics training every quarter. So we really try to maintain that, that level of proficiency, uh, both not only with our weapons, but with defensive tactics or combatives okay. so that our agents are as prepared as they possibly can be to deal with whatever the situation is. That they're faced with yeah not being funny this time do you do the training in a suit like when you do like the weapons training or like the like well you're not necessarily no, that, that's a great suit. question yes believe it or oh. not well it doesn't have to be a suit but you have to wear a jacket yeah because most fbi agents were wearing jackets so you've got to be able to draw your weapon fire right all of those and... things with the, with a jacket on so uh our qualifications require you to wear a jacket that's awesome. Your what do you think about the Gracie's push? This, uh, I mean, I know they're not the only ones, but they're probably the most high profile. That forty-year push of yeah, of, <laughs> of pushing, you know, of, of pushing, you know, jujitsu out to these the local law enforcement agencies. What are your thoughts on? on I that? think it's incredible, and yeah. I think it's a uh, it's a must, right? Again, going back to you know the discussion that we had earlier, most law enforcement confrontations are going to end up on the ground, right? So. What is the one martial art that allows uh, the person to be able to control uh, and secure somebody with minimal force and uh, the least uh, possibility of injury? Taekwondo. No. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get them down, bro. All kicks. I mean, it, 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 no, it, it's so weird, it's so weird that it seems so obvious to us. And I mean, I think it's becoming more obvious. It seems so obvious. I don't know why, why is there... It feels like there's been pushback. We've talked to other guests. It's like, yeah, there's a little bit of a pushback. It's like, we've got to, do we have to pay for the training? Now, we're re you know, how does the responsibility train, the responsibility of the department if you hurt somebody through a jujitsu move or you really do hurt somebody with choke? I mean, I've never seen, I've been stop, training for eight years. I've never seen somebody get hurt from a choke <laughs> or, you know, I, you know, yeah. it's been. So uh, from, from the department's <laughs> perspective, it, it isn't the potential of injuring a uh, a suspect that law enforcement officers are trying to mm -hmm. subdue because you're more likely to injure them if you're not trained, yeah. as mm -hmm. we've seen repeatedly. For most cities or departments, the costs are associated with, right, so if it's mandated by the department, so they have to give it to the officers while the officers are on duty. Mm -hmm. And if an officer gets injured, then they mm -hmm. get workers' comps yeah, okay. and all of mm -hmm. those things, and that ends up costing the city money the officer is going to be out on an injury and some of the injuries are not ones that are very uh visible right it's not like you uh you know tear your acl or yeah. you know or meniscus or something like that you're complaining of a you know lower back pain that's hard to disprove and then you're out indefinitely on workers comp and you potentially you know, go out on a large pension things like that or on so, an early pension yeah. right so yeah. that it, it does cost uh, the city money, there is some risk associated with it. For the officers, again, having spent 34 years in law enforcement, I could tell you, you know, change is difficult for officers to accept, yeah. right? And we were just talking about physical fitness standards. Like a lot of departments provide incentive for folks to, to work out, to try to reduce liability. Uh, but, uh, you know, as we've seen, not not every law enforcement officer is motivated to want yeah. to work out. So imagine saying, hey, now you've got to go train jujitsu and you've got to get to at least a blue belt level. 
there's going to be so much pushback and resentment and, and those things. It's a difficult concept to try to instill into a workforce. I think- I, I, we've talked to, I remember when we talked to Jason from Jiu-Jitsu 5 probably like uh, more than a year ago. I don't know if you've seen his profile. Uh, it, it, he does really, you know, he's uh, he just got his black belt. Uh, he's in law enforcement. I believe it's Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And he's putting out videos on like, uh, his jujitsu is very much focused around weapons like, retention, weapons retention, cuffing on a cuffing a, a, a suspect, so doing a, a suspect, uh, and, and working him. with a partner. Like so, working with a partner and what are you doing together? Using your jujitsu together to then you know subdue a, a suspect. Um, I know that he has said you know again part of the pushback was you know, kind of money. You know, we, again for his department at least I think it was like more money related and you know some of the things that you just said. Um, I mean. I think that the only way that that's going to change is people have to age out, right? Like, you know, right. The, the older guys that are maybe going to fight it a little bit. I mean, our, our generation and younger, right. We're like you said, you kept on saying you've grown up watching these fighters. Like we've grown up watching jujitsu and MMA and we've seen this stuff. So it's not so crazy. It's not for a foreign a concept. 20 year old. That's going to go into the Academy or a 20 something year old. That's going to go into an Academy to be like, Oh yeah, of course I should know jujitsu. Yeah. Like I think that we just kind of like those older guys that are maybe pushing back on it kind of that they don't want to do it. They've got to age out of the system. They've got to retire and, and go. I mean, is that you, absolutely you think that that's it's one of those that's going to require, uh, you know, a, a, a generational change. Okay, yeah. So you, we need to introduce it at the police academies and then maintain that kind of commitment and focus on it because yeah for the cities it looks like it's going to be uh not very cost effective until something happens and then you get a lawsuit no. you know like we've seen it's a reactive thing instead of a proactive and then you, now you're paying millions and and, and things like that so in reality it, it, at least there's these discussions which is really really good for law enforcement mm-hmm. and uh there's there's starting to be a little more appreciation and uh buy-in uh, on it and uh, and i think it is definitely going in the right direction it is trending so, in the right direction in the office here in miami when you were when you were uh, the head agent in charge were you often recruiting guys were you did you try to implement anything that you were are you allowed to implement hey like come to jiu-jitsu or let's train jiu-jitsu here like lunch break let's go do some jiu-jitsu were you able to do that or Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. I, and I really can't take credit for that. So uh, besides the mandated quarterly defensive tactics program mm-hmm. uh, that we that we have that every agent has to go through at our office, we had uh, morning training sessions. So every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, there was uh, uh, both Muay Thai for about 45 minutes. And then after that, it was one hour of uh, jujitsu. Now, when I became the special agent in charge, I of course, understanding the importance and the value of it, you know, I invested on equipment, mat, uh, space, and uh, you know, top quality. I heard uh, about ma- this. I actually got invited once. I didn't get to make it. Okay, so we were doing that every Tuesday and Thursday uh, at the office, and both gi, no gi, muay thai, boxing, all of that, and it was open to all employees. Was that something that you had to get approved? Were you able to make those decisions oh, on your own? He's the guy who approves. He's the yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know that hierarchy. It was just like, hey, well, I'm going to buy some punching bags. No, they're, oh, they're, yeah, put in a requisition, <laughs> 514, and we're going to. Yeah, no, that was, uh, no, you're that able was to, my decision. To, okay, that's yeah, good. So, that's awesome. So, so now, uh, of course, uh, uh, at American Top Team West Pines, 
I've implemented that law enforcement program that we had over there, and I'm uh, inviting folks from, them in. from not only the Bureau, but other law enforcement agencies to come in. So Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. at uh, ATT West Pines, we have uh, uh, jujitsu uh, primarily for law enforcement to help, uh, you know, develop that, uh, you know, that, that skill set. Okay. Nice. You were gonna, were you gonna no, I was just I was just gonna say like uh, something that I don't feel like anybody really asks or even thinks about. Everybody's always asking like, well, why should police officers train and this and that? Is like, is the enemy training? Oh, absolutely. Right. Like, you ever run into like a perp or whatever, and it's like you go to do this, and they're like, not today. I know what yeah. I'm doing too. You know, it's like yeah. it's, I've done jujitsu with some people, and like you kind of get a feel for people as well, right? Like when you go train at a gym or you go train at other gyms, yeah. you're just like, this guy's like a nice guy, or like this guy's like a family guy, or. Or whatever, this guy's a business owner. You run into a lot of those, like LEO, business owner. But then sometimes you run into like some people that are just like, you're pretty grimy, bro. Like I can yeah. just tell. They weed themselves out of this world. I yeah. mean, it's I think. It's funny. There's a, um, so back in the 90s when I was a cop in California, there was a real push about, you know, for law enforcement officers to exercise, eat healthy and all of that. So uh, the California uh, Peace Officers Standards and Training made these posters of these inmates in San Quentin and Fulton <laughs> working out, and they're and you've seen those how jacked yeah, they are. Training, bro. It says yeah. they didn't miss their workout. Oh, Did wow. you? A hundred percent. And so I still remember those, and that was that was extremely motivating because I knew, right? Uh, you want to prepare yourself yeah. for the worst, most frightening type of confrontation, uh, and then you hope that that never happens. You yeah. prepare for prepare for the worst. And hope for the best. Right, that's martial yeah. arts. Yeah. That's yeah, right. the concept. The of prep arts. is in the is in and the I, gym, I, and the easy part is out there. Right? I have you know, to say like, too, like if, if you're going to go in the military, you're going to face conditions where you need to be fit. I see police course, work yeah. the same way. Up, up here I don't too, know right. how it was not yeah. a part of police work. I think, all I think it's time. changing. I mean, just you it know, we're now, talking about it more. The Gracies are talking top, about it more. I mean, I think it's there. There's going to be this huge when they need some food. Yeah, what's up? I said, He's fat singing. cops, fat cops, what yeah. you going to do? Yeah, no, I mean, what I you think, gonna feed them when they come I think it's you? extremely <laughs> irresponsible, right? I think it's, um, if it's, it's one of those situations where if you're not going to think about yourself, yeah. you have to think about the guy standing next to you, the woman standing next to you, your partner, it's, the other yeah, officers, yeah. you're putting them in just as much danger. If they've got to now help you get out of a situation, right? I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, I know, but if I've got to, Somebody's got to help me well, now because that. I'm not fit, yeah. and and you know now it just becomes a, a shit show. Yeah. I mean that's it's that's a, on me. That's not on me for not being you know responsible for my own fitness. I will also like I don't want to say play devil's advocate, but just say like it's also like the mental game is so tough because that. it's like it's like being a police officer and LEO. I don't know about you, but every single cop that I met, I I found out that they were a cop by accident. Cops don't tell you they're cops. Police officers are like. Uh, they don't say oh, yeah. anything, and like firefighters are like CrossFitters, bro. They can't wait <laughs> to tell you <laughs> that they're. Uh oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I think we. Yeah. Have, I, uh, I believe that we have a, a CrossFitter in the in the room. Oh, no? that's the word. Oh, you said no. you did something. Oh, she said she did something. No, 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 no. I thought. I think my mind went to CrossFit. No, it's like uh, uh, like a firefighter, uh, a CrossFitter, and a pilot walk into a bar, uh, <laughs> and you know because they told you. Like, <laughs> but so, but anyways, like what I'm saying is like the the mental aspect yeah. is like being being a police officer being an LEO, a person in charge of, of first of all, you're jaded from everything that you see. Yeah. You, you're dealing with the worst parts of humanity. And then you're like, let's say you're a patriot. You know, you're like an American citizen. You love America. America. You love Americans. America. Right. And now you're, 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 
you're you're literally going after people who are your people, and you're just yeah. like, oh my god, bro, like this guy's like my guy. So and it's so, like so it's like you also have to have like mental training to stay focused. Essentially, walking by that poster every day, did you miss your workout? They didn't miss their workout. Like that's also part of the aspect too, I believe. Yeah, and that could be taught at the gym as well. Like I yeah. I feel like. Even training when you don't want to train should be like implemented. So I have a question for our studio audience member. What is it that you train? Lift. Okay. All right. No martial arts. Oh. Oh, is bodyguard with we, the security She's detail? Security definitely Yeah. <laughs> if she, if she, yeah, if she, if she tells you what she does, she's gonna she, have yeah. to risk lock you or something. Have to kill you. I'm gonna be on some watch list after the podcast. You don't so, want you don't want to watch me. So okay, so again, so we're going back. So you started you training early in your in your law enforcement career. You you did get in. I'm sorry. Like what, what's that point that you got into jujitsu? You were still a law enforcement officer in California. I was. So actually, so my martial arts journey started even younger. So okay. uh, I immigrated from the United uh, to the United States when I was 12 from from Lebanon. Okay. Actually, when I came here, I couldn't speak a word of English. So my you picked parents, it up really well. Uh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> shwaya, shwaya. Pretty good. <laughs> so my parents wanted to help, you know, my brother and I to uh, not only work on uh, our English, but uh, make friends, assimilate into mm-hmm. our new community and society. So they uh, they sought out different activities for us, and they knew that my brother and I liked martial arts. We were huge Bruce Lee fans and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right in that age group. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah. they signed us up uh, for karate. So yeah. I started uh, martial arts uh, at about 13, uh, studying Chinese Kempo. And I did that throughout my teens all the way to uh, getting my uh, uh, black belt. Okay. And then, of course, w- when I enlisted, uh, my martial arts training had to stop because I was focusing on... You were in the you know, military as well? Yes. Which yeah. branch? The Air Force. So I enlisted on my 18th. Oh, yeah. so smart. Air Force. <laughs> Actually, we were going we to get there, too, but I'm yeah, glad. Uh, you know, people ask me, why did, you, uh, why did you join the Air Force? Honestly, because that was the first recruiter that came and talked to me in high school. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she sold me on the GI Bill. I'll tell you how big of an idiot I was. So, like, I had a good, like, ASFAB score. Everything GT score was good. I did ROTC all through high school. You know, I was already at E3. You know, I was enlisted and everything. And I had an Air Force recruiter come up to me and he was like, you go to the academy. And I was like, no, I'm going to be in the army. Like, so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. I turned it down. <laughs> uh, so you were in the Air Force for how many years? Uh, so I, I enlisted on my, uh, my t- 18th birthday. And uh, between active and reserve, I was uh, 13 and a half years. Okay. Wow. When I joined the FBI back in 1999, you couldn't be in the military and in the FBI. So I had to make oh. the decision. And when I joined the FBI, the FBI made me uh, leave them uh, the oh, reserves. Well, you, you would have stayed in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now you can. Yeah. The oh, bureau really? policy okay. has mm-hmm. changed, and you can be in the uh, in the FBI and be in the uh, military reserves. But back then, uh, I couldn't. And of Jason, course, Jason, right? Jason, yes. uh, unless you're a Marine, doesn't they don't have the <laughs> too many crayons? Jason, if you're listening, I know Jason's going to listen to this episode. So Jason, bro, that dude's a crayon Miguel, eater. Miguel's talking. Crayon eater, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny we talked about like I. Wow. I ne- never, you know, I knew he was in, in the, you know, I knew he was a Marine. I, and then I, you know, I, I guess he was a Marine Reserve. He never, he never talked about anything else. I thought I heard him say like Department of Justice at one point. I don't know. We don't have to talk about like where yeah. that fits in. He's a but he was like, never, 
again, like you say, he never knew. Never talked about it. Never knew. Just knew that every once in a while he was like away for two months. He was like, he's gone. And you want to see his a, thumbs We'd see eyeballs. a picture of like the American flag, <laughs> like somewhere on some compound somewhere, but never talked about it, man. He always just was like totally under the air until he moved to DC. Yeah, what are you going to do, bro? Like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I know he's FBI. My voice went up like that too. I know he's FBI. There's, there's, well, no, there's nothing to talk about. Did your yeah. dad, like, did your dad talk about? about being a cop? Not, um, not too much. Well, because like when I was growing, I, if I think back, if he was when I was growing up, I think it was more like he wasn't offering it up. He right. wasn't like, hey, I'm a cop. You know, he wasn't. Like, I mean, there's some guys that are like, like yeah, I'm in law enforcement. You know, um, when he retired. Uh, my mom bought all the whole family. We all got a gold badge, his gold badge. As a matter of fact, I was trying to get onto the NYPD, and I got that as a Christmas gift. And I'm like, "Did they call? Did, why are you giving me this?" Badge? Like I was all excited, like I didn't even realize it. And I was like, "Oh, it's like it was my dad's badge." You were ready, like, but I got. I was nope. like, "What's going on?" And uh, but I I think he talked about it more. Uh, you know, more later. I mean, there's a close community. All his friends are cops. All his friends are retired cops. Um, his one of his best friends is a uh, a guy that he went to the academy with. He was my parents were the godparents to his kids, and you know they're, they're like family. Those are like aunts and uncles to me. Um, there, I think was the, the ten thirteen club. There's a ten, there's a law enforcement organization. Is it ten thirteen? Is that uh, that's I'm a code? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's like like a, like yeah. I think it's the the ten thirteen club, um, law enforcement club, and a lot of the guys from New York are, are in it. Uh, so it's like more, you know, spoken about now. He wears that. He still has yeah, that badge. He absolutely. wears it with pride. Yeah, but afterwards, I, I, you know, I think it, it was more like, I mean, I know other cops outside of my father. I would say that a lot of cops were just like, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> don't, I don't want anybody to know I'm a cop because I don't want to get involved when there's a problem. Everything. Oh, Gee, yeah, my, it's like know, it's like having a doctor. Come, you like, hey, you got to help me out. Or, That's the worst, bro. Yeah, like, I know like, he had to get my, my uncle out of jail yeah, one yeah. time, or, you know. Or uh, and when, when people find out I was in the law enforcement, they would tell me about their last uh, traffic stop and things <laughs> like that. So, <laughs> you take care I, of I was the same, right? So <laughs> when I was, uh, especially as a police officer, and then uh, when I was young in my career, I didn't you know, advertise that I was yeah. either a police officer or as an FBI agent, right? Of course, as my role within the FBI changed, and then most recently, I was the face of the FBI in Miami, right? All press conferences, everything that dealt with community outreach, engagement with our partners and things like that was uh, uh, was part of my responsibility. So it was hard to hide the fact that I was... Oh, yeah. Like, hey, you look familiar. <laughs> I know I've seen you somewhere, right? Aisle 5 at Publix. Somebody's like, yeah. you look... Like, I know I know you from somewhere. Yeah, so. Did you go to the high school here? But yeah. and so so go let's go back. So okay, so you black belt in Chinese Kempo. Chinese Kempo. Yeah. When do you get into jujitsu? On that timeline or again, I, I'm where I'm trying to go is I want to so know did things change for yep. you as a as when you started to learn jujitsu, did your did your law did the way that you carried yourself as a law enforcement officer change? Uh, early on, probably not. But uh, again, I, I began to look at uh, jujitsu, of course, not only because of UFC one and Hoist Gracie, mm -hmm. uh, but it began to uh, get introduced to law enforcement defensive tactics, again, as a result of the LAPD study that uh, that had been mm -hmm. uh, completed in, in the mid 90s. So I, be I was a defensive tactics instructor for my police department. So I began to kind of research and study so that I could implement it to my training, okay. not only for myself, but, you know, for the officers that I was responsible to uh, to train. And, of course, as I uh, joined the FBI, it was uh, part of our defensive tactics. I sought out 
uh, gyms. And as I mentioned, I would start training and then I would have to stop because I was overseas here and there. Um, you never trained over there? Like you never just found somebody to scrap with? Oh, I, I, of course. Yeah. And then, you know, later on, um, it would be the first thing I packed was my gi. Yeah. So now, like, whenever I travel, <laughs> the first thing I pack is my gi, belt, you know, those kinds of things. And whatever room's left in the suitcase goes, you know, the suit and whatever. I don't need two, uh, two pairs of underwear. <laughs> what's, what's the preferred traveling gi? So my preferred traveling gi, uh, so I only wear kings. Got it. Uh, I like kings. That's my favorite. Kings are nice. Yeah. I've owned owned several. Yeah. So I have, I like uh, kings ultra light. Those are really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they fit really well. Are you a white gi guy? Huh? Are you a white gi guy? No. What are you? What are you? Black. Black gi guy. (laughs) We're not allowed to wear. In my gym, it's only white. No, you can wear blue now. And then you wear. In my gym. Yeah. No, black at competition. And I saw. Only only black at competition. It's still white. If you're wearing blue, it's because you're a visitor or you didn't know any better. I know. I used to show up with a black gi. But I thought it was a joke. I like Saturday, you know, like okay, well, my white keys during the week, and I would come show up at my gym in the beginning yeah. with the black key. Like, oh, oh, look! At I, you. I, I, oh, look at the guy with the black. Ooh, ooh. scary ninja! <laughs> and I didn't get that he was telling me take off the fucking black key, bro. Yeah. You were, this is this is a white so, key play, you know, yeah, it's white yeah. keys. So, but when I do travel, I actually take uh, my white key just because I know there are some gyms that mm-hmm. have those Hispect. protocols. Uh, exactly. You're more likely uh, to encounter somebody that's like, yeah. it's only white well, here versus, yeah. no, we only do black here. Like, well, you know, I, yeah. I made that I mistake. I went to a conference in San Diego. You uh, an FBI. No, and then <laughs> I went to uh, the Ribeiro Brothers gym. Yeah. And then they were like, uh, white only. That's uh, so how I had to rent one of their one of their geese. <laughs> oh, by the way, we rent these beautiful geese here. <laughs> it's the same thing with Cron Gracie. Yeah. Gee white gee only. Well, I, I, get, I get it. Like, now that I've been doing it, and I understand the. I didn't understand the business side. He's I, my coach. I, I don't think he'll be upset that I say a little OCD. Yeah. He likes to see everything. Like no, we he, like, when we're taking a picture, like it's like okay, move yeah. over, go. You know, like it's it's a, it's a little bit belt, of a production. He gets the belt in order. It's, it's a it's it's the marketing for the gym. He's a business. He's a you know a, a I don't, third I don't, degree black belt, but he's also a. Business I don't even man. think it's that, bro. I just yeah. think that's his freaking OCD. brain. <laughs> That, dude, it's you, all white. You have and to he meet this like guy. When somebody, I, uh, it, uh, open mats, no, not that big of a deal on a Saturday. Yeah. You're a visitor, but during but the week, it's kind of it. like it's, it's you still got to earn it. Like yeah. when you go to his open mat, like it's still like a 30 minute class before yeah. the open mat. He's wow. like, you got to earn the open mat. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to meet yeah. this guy. So, uh, you know, for us, fortunately, um, the standing rule is: if you're a white belt, it's white gi. Mm-hmm. As soon as you go to Blue belt, then you can start looking at, uh, you know, different color. Yeah, keys. I got you. Black is just so much cooler. It is. It's so us, cooler. Uh, on <laughs> belt one. ceremonies, it's white gi for, yeah. for everyone. So yeah. when it's a formal event or if we yeah. have a guest uh, or instructor or anything like that, you know, right. Professor Govea yeah. does and, and the other professors, they do, you know, want to make sure that we are representing you know the the appropriate uh, you know jujitsu tradition yeah. and and, and uh, respect. I, I do like our gym now. They're doing there's uh, uh I'm not I don't know. Do you know who Sofia Amarante Sofia Amarante is? She's a, a multiple you know, time Felipe. world yeah, champion. She's, she's been a world champion. She's oh. a little tiny little thing. And yeah. um, so she got a hold of Yeah, she's ridiculous. She's we're focusing a little bit more on on competition now at the school. I think you know a lot of the the focus was the kids program and now those kids are becoming adults and those adult kids like their parents are training and some of even the, their parents right you get you get the kid you get the parent later yeah. right 
Um, and and they're, they're they're training for Vegas. They're going out to IBJJF in Vegas. Is that the is that the where what what event were you training for right so now? So I'm the training worlds? for the worlds. Where but is there's it? A, it's in Vegas. It's, the, okay. At the it's same in, time, there's the uh, uh, novice con. Okay. And then uh, yeah, and okay. and others. So. It was that like that last year. Yeah. yeah. So for the yeah. white belts, there's the uh, there's a tournament specifically okay. for them because you know worlds is blue and. And, and, and higher, and then there's a novice, uh, and then there's a kids one, and all of that. Yep. So, so they really turn into a major. Uh, they all got their blackies. Yeah. So <laughs> after you're competing, so we have a more, and and we we have a a huge female presence. Sometimes there are more women at, at, in our training sessions at night than than there are men. For a little bit, we were separating them. Like she kind of created a women's program. Uh, we do train together, but we usually split the mats. The women and the girls roll with the girls. The guys roll with the guys. Few girls might cross over, and few of the more high level people they cross over, but it's you know very split. But I think she's made that push to start training the, like moms and time, stuff that are like start getting smashed, that bro. were sitting there for months watching their kids, and now they're they're going to Vegas to compete. So it's it's wow. been fun, kind of fun to see that happen. But yeah, that kind of came in I think with her, with her prompting like, okay, let's get some black keys, let's have the competition team, let's do this more. Um, Felipe Felipe's awesome. He's done some fight to wins. He's I think he's like three and zero at fight oh, to yeah, wins. He's undefeated, but he was he's not a IBJJF. Let me go compete, guy. You know, he's, he's always uh, been he's always been the supporter and the yeah. coach for Sophia. Yeah, I, I think it has a lot to do with back you know back issues. Mm-hmm. So like training, like you have to train to. To go fight at an IBJJF I mean, uh, is, is... Uh, my professor will will tell you it, uh, in the old days, right? You didn't go past blue if you didn't compete. Yeah. In, in yeah. Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, he would tell me he knew blue belts that had been blue belts for fifteen plus years because <laughs> oh, wow. if yeah. they did not compete, they were not going to <laughs> like be, Helio. Yeah. He was a blue belt at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, well, well, was, I know, it was I know, like I white. I think there was only three belts back yeah. in the day, but blue. I, I was making it was like a, a dark, like a navy blue, being the one that 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 Elio Gracie wore, and I think Hoist Gracie, that's what he he wears blue, because yeah. he doesn't have anybody to well. promote him. Yeah. He says, "I'm not going to wear a different belt because like his father was the one that always promoted him, so out of respect, he wears the Absolutely. blue." Actually, we we had Sandbaggers the interview with Eli well. Knight that explained that to us. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that um, Eli uh, Eli Knight uh, does a lot of like oh, yeah. videos. Yeah, Do you know who I Eli know who is? is. Yeah, he absolutely. wears a blue tip. Yeah. He wears a blue tip, and yeah. I said, "Listen, I not that I wanted to buy it. I was googling it to figure yeah. like what does the blue tip signify? Yeah. It's nowhere. He ordered a custom. Nobody even sells it. Yeah. It was, and he told me the story of it's like an uh, homage, Hoist Gracie, yeah. and it's it an homage the, uh, to, yeah, to yeah, Elio, the, the lineage of uh, Hoist Gracie. Yeah. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. so what's your stance on smashing brand new people? <laughs> uh, how do you, how do you handle? We we talk about that a lot. We talk yeah. about like. I know, like I am. I'll call myself. I'm very gentle with new people. Yeah. Um, again, because I, I think I see the business side of it, and I know that you know this is a business for my coach. And if I smash somebody that's on their trial week, yeah. it does him no good, right? We want Absolutely. them to come in. We want to smash them later after they commit, right? I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm nah, nah, nah. I'm doing like sports center <laughs> highlight reel. He's, yeah. yeah, he grabs the chair uh, on the side. He's. Playing. I'm like, uh, I haven't. I how do you handle that at your yeah, school? How do you do it? So uh, everybody's different, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan of spa- smashing uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new, new students, yeah. Yeah. especially, you know, uh, I'm more uh, about uh, inspiring them and yeah, getting yeah. them to, you know, to grow, to, to, to love the sport and, uh, you know, get uh, addicted to it. So, of course, I don't just, you know, go uh, completely easy on them, but I, I like to, to, to fight at my... 
you know, just above my uh, training partner's uh, level. level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm pushing them if I'm not in my training camp. So now if I'm right. in training camp like I am right now, I'm not going to roll with a new person or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, ideally with a with a white belt. So I'm going to be with the one, uh, I'm going to be uh, looking Seasoned. to get smashed. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I'm picking on guys that I know or they're going to smash me. Like last night I was rolling and, you know, one of my teammates like, all right, what do you want to work on? And I'm like, getting smashed and he's like okay and he smashed me for you know for five minutes he was you know heavier yeah and younger and stronger so things like that so it, it depends but if i am going with someone and you know fairly new uh, i'm not a fan of how smashing. was your first like real jujitsu because i know you've been like trickled in with martial arts combatives all that type of training but like your first real real like you go to a real gym you know whatever belt you are like how was your first real jujitsu experience where you're like oh damn like it, it's funny. And so as I mentioned, I, you know, uh, I've traveled uh, around the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I became serious about jujitsu, I began to pack uh, my, my gi. So the funniest experience for me is I went to Brazil for work. Uh, and Conan Silvera, the head coach at yeah. American yeah. Top Team, arranged a, uh, a training uh, session for me or an opportunity to go an to execution. A, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 So, uh, like, mm. uh, uh, he's like, I know the right guy. He's going to take you to his gym and you, and you're going to get some, you know, great training. I'm like, okay, this sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. What could be better than training jujitsu in Brazil? Yeah. So I text the, uh, uh, the guy and he's like, can't wait to, you know, to train. We're so excited. He's like, here's the, here's the address of the gym. Right, so I ask uh, the uh, the taxi outside of the hotel to take me there, and they refused to take me because it was in a favela. So the hotel concierge got me an Uber that took me to the a favela Uber. Yeah, <laughs> so outside of the favela, I wouldn't even go in. Oh shit! Really? And then the guy wow. had to come down, get me, and then walk me up. So I walk into, and it's a Carlson Gracie affiliated gym. It actually didn't have a mat. It was like plywood with a tarp, and that's the mat because wow. one of these old schools, no AC. So we do the extra, you know, the you know, the typical, the warm up, the techniques, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it was time to to train. And then the the professor, the the head uh, coach, goes, George, you're gonna roll with this guy. And then he brought out this brown belt young guy, the most jacked guy I had seen, <laughs> and he had jujitsu tattooed across his chest. <laughs> Just in so, case you forgot. I think yeah. he was thinking that he was probably serious about yeah. jiu-jitsu, huh? Yes. Yeah. So I knew what it was, right? I knew that this guy was going to smash me so that I would be very respectful and polite uh, to, everyone to the gym else. Yeah. and everyone else. And, mm-hmm. and I knew that. The man so enforcer. He was. So for, for that round, he just destroyed me, yeah. crushed me. And then afterwards, he was really nice, <laughs> patted me on the back. And then the professor is like, all right, hey, George, roll with this one. And ev- after that, everybody was welcoming. Just make sure you knew the rules. Exactly. Yeah. So now I know though. wherever I go, Yeah. you know, my first roll, and, you know, every jump does that. Your first roll, they're testing you to see yeah. are you going to be a jerk? Yeah. Or yeah. are you there to really kind of, you know, uh, yeah. benefit from the uh, from the experience? So I get that every time I go somewhere. And uh, What did you tell Conan said. when you came home about that experience? What <laughs> did you like, say? Oh, <laughs> That's not what I was thinking you were going to send me, right? Because there's so many great gyms. Yeah. But on the other hand, it was an incredible experience. I, I would think if, if it was, a, if I'm thinking, if I'm, if I can like take a peek into his mind, was, do you think he was saying like, I want you to see how the old school. Absolutely. I want That's you to get a feel and for that. And he told that. me that. Yeah. yeah, yeah this okay. is, like you know, because of course, yeah, yeah. 
Carlson Gracie black yeah. belt. You know, right? Isn't he? Really, he's uh, one. Uh, was he Brazilian top team as well? No, you know, that like was, Laborio, uh, right? Laborio. When yeah. he was, he, but he's a, like original. He's like one of the originals from ATT, right? Yes. Yeah, from the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I would pay to do something like that. Yeah. 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 So you know, so so those are the the, the you amazing like, things that you like I've fucking had. when you when you're walking out of the favela when <laughs> nobody would come pick you up. Were you like fucking? At least oh, no, I had somebody escort of me out. And, uh, <laughs> this was downhill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> They're like, good luck. Take care. Uh, Have a nice you know, but I've gotten to to do jujitsu in uh, in Dubai, so I went to the uh, Noguera Brothers gym there. Okay, and I rolled yeah. There. I've you know I I had uh, I trained jujitsu in Nigeria. Oh wow! Uh, you know yeah. I did Muay Thai in uh, in Thailand. You know, yeah. so I've had the opportunity. You know, when you kind of start doing this, you know, the opportunities that uh, you know that you can pursue and, and experience are you know. Are those that you'll you're never going to forget? Do you feel like in your own gym? Do you feel like um, are you conscious of like somebody new that comes in? Like, are they there for the right reason? Do they know me? Like, just you know, like um, somebody wants to roll with you. Like, you know, maybe they want to try to smash me because they know who I am or you know my background. I, is does it ever? I, that I haven't experienced. No. That. Okay. Right. So and then you know, fortunately, at you know at uh, ATT West Pines, you know, we have some serious. Uh, they're like yeah not yeah <laughs> fbi whatever get you know i'm trying, I'm trying to remember <laughs> i'm trying to remember <laughs> if uh he just he just moved to oregon you remember him and his, his so his his <laughs> wife is a, a black belt you remember the girl with the curly hair vanessa and then and yeah. then i think he trained there because he told me to come by you, jamie you jamie, jamie yeah oh they did they move they moved well yeah okay. yeah they, okay. they're on the west coast yeah now, yeah yeah now. Yeah. I think he trained there as well. He told me to stop by a couple G- times. Where he uh, at mm-hmm. ATT Coconut Creek or no 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 oh, no West Pines. Mm-hmm. He was he it's was. Not, it's like ca- is it almost like like it's a uh, is that the one that's it's really west on was that like Palm or Pines Boulevard whatever. Yes, exactly right. Yeah, so it's, it's like you go uh, past the AMP US Fitness uh, off of uh, uh, Grand Palms, right off of uh, Pines, right there. We're on the second floor. You know, so of course. You know, Professor Wilson Govea, but uh, you know we have some phenomenal coaches. And he told me it was a really good school. Oh, it's an incredible. It's a good environment, but like you're gonna like there's I no mean, class. I've, I've been, I'm not just saying this because it's my gym, you know, but I I've had the opportunity to train really all over, and I haven't found an environment uh, as good as uh, I think. But I'm, it starts with the coach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of gyms, man, are just so I just like love jujitsu yeah. because like you could essentially walk into almost any gym, and it's just yeah. like oh, come in. You know, you know like, what did I what did I see the other day? Um, I'm sorry, we we interviewed um, Victoria Anthony. I was a wrestler, and she was talking about we were talking about the differences in the communities, the wrestling community and the jujitsu community. Oof. And she's like, with wrestling, it's just like the girls would be like, there's no like shaking hands, It'd be like get out of here, get out of the way. Like there was, it's like that before, and it's like that after. Where we know like even like jujitsu and MMA, yeah. right? You see the guys that were going after each other, and, and you know in the UFC press conferences at the end they're hugging and it's it's respectful. You know jujitsu is just like you just finished choking me. And it's just like hey, you want to go get some acai? Oh. You want to go get a slice of pizza? You want to go right? It's there's it's this. What is it about jujitsu that that makes our community so different? Because it's definitely not like even again an IBJJF two guys that hate each other. It's very rare to see somebody that's you know unsportsmanlike. I mean it's the rarity, right? Absolutely. No. It's usually not even the fighters. Like sometimes the fighters will have more beef, like with that other fighter's coach. Yeah. That's usually what you see. What do you think? No, I mean that's that's the other really 
truly appealing thing about jujitsu. It, it, it is a, uh, you know, it does provide that positive environment. Like some of my friends now are folks that I've actually faced in, uh, in different tournaments and I've maintained contact and, yeah. you know, we exchange, uh, uh, not only text, but we follow each other on social media now. And, yeah. you know, yeah, to see uh, how they're training <laughs> <laughs> that as well, because I know I'm going to face that guy, but we are supportive, you know, it yeah. is a very supportive culture yeah. and, and there is that mutual respect, uh, because we all know, uh, you know, the, you know, the experience and then what it takes, the dedication, the commitment, the effort, for uh, sure. yeah. you know, and, and then, you know, the, the true spirit of martial arts. Yeah. That's what I like about it. I, d- I definitely think, you know, jujitsu specifically, again, we talk about this a lot, that it's definitely going to weed out the assholes. It, 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 it's very rare that there's a jerk in a gym that's there for a long time. Jerk in know? a gym. You know, it's really, <laughs> it's really hard for a guy like that to thrive to learn for people to want to train, to train with that person. And, you know, they wind up just weeding themselves out. They yeah. like, okay, nobody wants to train with me. Nobody yeah. wants to roll with me. Yeah. You know, I, I try to match up. Ask with me that man. question, you know, uh, about, you know, my teammates or the gym. And I, and I always give them, you know, that honest answer that there's nobody in my gym that I don't really, really like. Yeah. I literally, everybody in my gym, I like, yeah. We're teammates, we're friends, we're, you know, we're kind of a, a family. And it's one of those few environments where you kind of have that connection, that click, yeah. that, you know, that, um, you know, that, that culture, that uh, camaraderie. Look, everybody camaraderie, that's been exactly. involved with the show that helped me get it started. Everyone was a, was a, a, a teammate. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody. And supportive. Gym. Everybody had their own very different personality, but they were all part of the gym. With the exception of Bo, who we still can't get on the mat. I even yeah. gave him a black wah, E with wah, a white belt. He wears Havayanas. So to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you see him, you'll see him in a, on a normal day, you'll see him in a jujitsu shirt because yeah. of all the stuff that we get. Do you'll not. see him. You think he trains jujitsu. He's got, he's got, he's got the, the whole culture. Yeah. He does all the good parts. He eats acai. <laughs> he's tan. He's got beautiful legs. Partakes in yeah. the... Uh, in the <laughs> and like wears Havayana's jujitsu shirts. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't train. He's if got, you see him, though, you think like he's got the whole like surf culture down, nah, but yeah. I got he's the missing the jujitsu. I got the image going. I got yeah. the image, yeah. So, Fake okay. it till you make it, baby. Time out. Sure. Real quick, everybody pull the mic oh. in a little bit more. All right. Yeah. So uh, one thing, like so even when, if you're gonna like talk to, no, try to do this, yep. you know, I, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's why you kind of see me. It looks yeah. like I got my head like, up. oh, his neck no. must be hurting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a strange pivot. You'll kind of hear front. you, yeah. right? You're yes. hearing you hear I, yourself I when you're like, oh yeah, I'm going uh, I was, uh, that was my other question. Is everybody yeah. hearing well in the? In yeah, the, yeah, I'm good. A bit late in the game for that, but all right. So go ahead. Three, two. So have you ever used, has there ever been a situation just in your personal life? Like we, my coach jokes a lot about, he's like the, you know, I'm teaching you jujitsu so that the old lady in aisle five that you get into an argument with in public. Yeah, so like, you're you winning. Know, you know, has there ever been a time where you've had to use jujitsu just in your personal life, not in, not in the capacity as an LEO, but just in your personal life where maybe a bar fight, something, something's happened. Have you ever had to? No, no? thankfully no. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be honest again, after 30 years of law enforcement, I avoid putting myself in those situations. Yeah, that's the key. Uh, and I try to yeah. avoid, you know, uh, uh, getting myself in uh, in a situation where I find it's it, amazing. I stopped getting in trouble when I stopped going to the clubs. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> just just ended. I've I've always avoided. Fights. I was such a wuss. I never got into fights. You no, know, the one thing the jujitsu has really helped is. It, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, not only does it instill, you know, the self-confidence and all of those things, but now, you know, again, where I am in, in life, I'm going to walk away yeah. 
from uh, you know from a, a, a situation. Uh, you know, because I'm one. Uh, we've we've I'm we've talked about it enough we're... to now. I'm gonna hurt uh, if, if we get it. I'm gonna wind up hurting that person. It's gonna be more trouble than it's worth because this person's probably gonna be the one that that winds up getting hurt in this situation. Right. 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 That and then you know you never know what could happen and and, and is uh, you know the person cutting you off or you know uh, somebody at the supermarket getting the last uh, thing that you wanted. Is it really worth? Can you get to a gun? Zero road rage. I have zero road rage. Not I tell when I'm with when my wife is driving and she's like, "Yeah," you know, I'm like, "You don't know." Okay, maybe he's an asshole, but you don't. That guy could be on the way to the hospital because his wife's having a baby. Yeah, maybe he had a bad day, but maybe there's something going on. Just let it go. That's not even worth exactly. getting getting excited about. You just don't know what that guy's going through. Maybe there's something going on, but you know, or maybe he just wants to get home because he wants to have a beer. I don't I know, but I'm not. I'm not going to get let that get me. You know, get me excited. I have no I, sympathy on. I the know road. for me, jujitsu <laughs> helped me with that because I definitely got into some. You know, go out to the clubs. You know, single guy. You know, was in my didn't get married till I was Hot in head. my forties. You know, yeah, I was out there. I was getting in trouble, and we were doing stupid shit. You do stupid shit when you're, you know, when you have no responsibilities, I don't, and, and I you don't, don't hands, have man. the discipline of, of. I don't. Once I was still you're single when I heads. started jujitsu, and I started to realize, I'm like, oh shit. What I realized was, oh, I don't know what these other guys know, right? Because I'm rolling with an accountant, I'm rolling with a law enforcement officer, Secret I'm rolling bro. with you know uh, housewives, right? We used to you know, we used to training. I'm rolling with. I don't know what that guy knows, I, you know. And then in Florida, you know, it's like the I, I call it the Wild West. Like everybody could be carrying these days, so it's like it's not worth it. But that didn't really happen for me. Not that I was like running around punching people in the face, but it didn't happen to me until I really started to get into jujitsu and I started to realize I'm like, okay, yeah. This, I think it kind of calms you down. I call it the quiet confidence. I think jujitsu and martial arts in general gives you this quiet confidence where you go, I can walk away. Yeah. No ego. I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from this and I'm going to have some, you know, 200 pound guy trying to choke me later today. So this the is like, warrior, this dude. is nothing like that's, that's the hard, that's gonna, the hard I'm going to walk away from that fight and then talk to my friends about how I would have won that fight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's the peaceful warrior, the peaceful warrior concept. So yeah. we talked before about, you know, some people might recognize you, right? Say, hey, I know you. If you don't mind, can we talk a little bit about what, what kind of did elevate you a little bit in the public eye, right? The Saddam interrogation, right? Yes. Can you talk about that a little of bit? Of course, and, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I was watching some of your interviews and things like that, but at, you were on the, you were in the FBI for five years at that point? Just under five. In, in how did you feel in that moment? Were you, were, did you feel ready for that? Or was it like, what the, what, if, what is going on here? Is it there somebody that's been on for 10 years or maybe that wants to do this? Like, was it that? Or were you just, did you walk in and you knew that you were the man for the job? Oh no. When I got that call, uh, I was scared. Yeah. Crapless. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, so when I first, when they first told me that I had been selected to interrogate Saddam Hussein, it was a really, really scary feeling. More so because I I knew what it meant and uh, you know the the responsibility that came with that. And I was going to be representing the FBI, and I definitely did not want to be the one to you know let the FBI down or fail to meet expectations. Those mm -hmm. kinds of things mm -hmm. were more at uh, uh, what I was. It wasn't expecting. about him. No, it was about, it was about and also, stuff. also, but also a little bit too, about man. him. You know, in You're a, Middle Eastern. Yes. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, when I first thought about it, you know, he was larger than life. He brought this country to two wars. You know, st uh, watched him on the world stage for a number of years. You know, it's like saying, "Hey, you're gonna 
uh, interview the president of the United States. You know, initially there's going to be those reservations, those fears, those anxiety. Once I started, it's just like, you know, getting ready for a jujitsu match, right? When you're waiting, it's the anxiety. But once you start or once you start Warm really, com- yeah, you know, all of that is gone. So when I started preparing for the interrogation, developing my interview plan, all of those things, you know, those those thoughts immediately went away. And then I started to uh, think Focus about on what you were good at. They picked yep. you for a reason, right? Yeah. And uh, and then it becomes, you know, like anything else, right? You're you're in the middle of it. You're not thinking about everything else. Uh, and I really actually uh, equate it to jujitsu. You know, it's strategy. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to predict what move he's going to make. How am I going to sweep him? Yeah. How am I going to, you know, dominate? Let him, the... let, him, let him get the sweep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, you know, it's a it's a mental chess game, or I yeah. like to call it intellectual combat. Yeah. It's my mind against the other person's, and one's going to win, one's going to lose, and who's ever better, who's ever more prepared, who's ever stronger is going to win at the end of the day. And that's what, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was really uh, drawn to interrogations. And I found that out, you know, not only did it appeal to me that, you know, I, I, I was pretty good at it. Was there a point where you were like, okay, I'm like days, weeks, months that you were like, okay, I'm comfortable now. Now this is. You know, this is a normal day at the office now. With him yeah, or well, just yeah, with, an interrogation? No, with, him, with him. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. So I'll tell you, my biggest fear, what what really scared me was going all the way there, being selected, all of this preparation, flying to Iraq, which was very, very difficult because it's not easy to get to Iraq in the middle of a war and those kinds of things. Get there and have all of this stuff done. Walk in and say, how you doing? I'm uh, George Pirro. I'm here to talk to you. And he goes, uh, get out. Yeah. You know, then I'd have to turn around, get back on that plane, make that long, sad journey home. And Hold on. You got to you gotta eat Subway at Biop before you leave. <laughs> you know? So that was my biggest fear. So for me, my first goal was just to get him to talk to me. Let his guard down. Is, well, yeah. Second one was to... Uh, get him to ask me to come back third was to get him to ask me to go outside you know so it's so li- can, can you explain that you you really he had he had to be kind of invite you in a little bit well no it, it wasn't was, necessarily invite that? me in but i wanted i wanted to, him to actually ask me so okay. here's what happened our first interaction he was sick he asked to see a doctor the doctor only spoke english Saddam only spoke arabic Mm. I was in a position and there was really no one else with the clearance to translate for the doctor because where Saddam was being held was highly classified. Okay. So they said, hey, it's, you're it, you're stuck. So this you were is that your conduit problem. to some I was things the that he needed. between him and, yeah. and getting the medical attention that he needed. And he was so in I'm, a vulnerable position where he needed you, essentially. Well, I, it, mm. developing that rapport as we talked about and the dependency and all of those kinds of things. So, uh at the conclusion of that, I wanted him to say, hey, come back because I, okay, I want you okay. to come back. Yeah. So it was more about, you know, the m- him mentally making that Almost gesture. Need, and, and kind of needing you. Yeah, like, exactly. like you need, now I know that I need this guy and this yeah. is the guy that I want. I think eventually yeah. you come to terms in what type of position you're in. Yeah. yeah. And then it's so, like the five stages yeah. of grief, I would think. Like at first it's like denial and then you're yeah. angry and then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but when you think about it, it's more about passive submission to authority, right? So initially he was very, very resistant to being told what to do. He was very guarded. He was, you know, he didn't want to 
you know, answer a lot of questions and everything like that, which is, you know, you expect that. Yeah. What, you know, over time, I just wanted him to slowly and passively submit to my authority, my position, and, you know, ask me to come back. You know, another thing that, you know, uh, we did was we controlled time. Like, so he wanted to know what time it was all the time. Mm. The only person that had a watch was me. Mm-hmm. So for him to get the time, he could only ask one person for that. And I would gladly provide it to him and everything like that. What he didn't realize is that over time, he was passively submitting to my authority. You know, it's, it Did was, you give him the real time or you said you controlled no, time? No, no, and you I, would, I, no I, I you gave him the real down? time and I would show oh. him my watch, which would drive him nuts. Okay. Yeah. Because he was really how long he had been in there. Is that what you mean? Or? Well, yeah. So if you've gone through SEER training, you know, I know you were in the military, right? Survival, evasion, resistance, and escape training. One of the things that they tell you is you cannot give up time, right? If you give up, you know, wanting to know what time it is, what day it is, how long you've been in okay. captivity, you're basically giving up. So we couldn't prevent uh, telling him what time it was because he had to pray and things like that. Okay. But we Which wanted way was Mecca. Yeah, Usually but we wanted to control how he got that and and kind of draw him into asking. Okay. Because initially he was very defiant. He didn't want anything. He didn't ask for anything, right? So it's that's when I talk about, you know, that you know, that mm, chess game, okay. the intellectual combat. You wow. know? So getting him to ask what time it is, it seems like a very simple gesture, but it's not because he's yeah. asking. Yeah. Wow. So I show him what time it is, and I tell him what time it is, and over that would get easier. that would get him. That, what would get him angry that he would realize how much time he was there, or that no. he had to ask? He had to ask. And he would oh, okay. say, "You know, that guy, goes, ne- that guy never asked for anything. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> like he and then ran." He would say, "How hundreds. is it that the greatest military in the world can't afford watches for their soldiers? Because none of the soldiers that guarded him." None of the MPs. Well, you, yeah, you can't the wear any, staff, on, every, on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no right. name tags, no yeah. patches. So he, okay. he only had he could only ask one person. Wow. So and again, what he didn't realize is he was becoming more and more dependent on me. Yeah. Dependent on me for time. Dependent on me for translation for medical attention. Dependent on me to help him with his dietary needs. Dependent on me to just for social yeah. interaction. We all have yeah. to have human interaction. Yeah. When it's funneled and controlled. It really creates that environment where you know it helps develop that rapport and and that. What what was your background at that point? Had you been an interrogator? Oh yes. So you uh, now in the five years at the FBI or in other parts of law enforcement, the military, you had been an interrogator. No, so I was a uh, when I was a detective, I worked homicide, so I had done a number of interrogations. It's not your first rodeo. And and then I found that I was it's something that appealed to me, kind of like jujitsu, and then I was pretty good at it, so I. I devoted a lot of time. You, to you smile. You smile a lot when you say. You're like, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different say, smile than when you talked about jujitsu. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. feel like I've, yeah. I've seen something different when yeah. you're talking about that. Like that's you enjoyed first, it. That's my first passion. Yeah, okay. My first go. love. It's okay. like a shitty job, but I can see how that could be. Oh, uh, there's uh, nothing better than when you're interviewing somebody and they've been denying that they were responsible for that shooting, for that murder, yeah. for that crime. You know, and over time, and then when they actually finally admit to it, yeah, it's uh, it's an like, incredible. You ever reward. hit them with the? Uh, are you a murderer? No, does your mom know you're a murderer? Like, yeah, no. Uh. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a little smoother than that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, and, I, and I, I'm saying this in, in all seriousness now. And I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, I'm thinking of masterclass. Have you seen those, those masterclass uh, like videos? Like you can 
register for a master class and learn from on, somebody on like who's poker, done that. and they'll have like yeah, Phil like, Ivy or like if you're a chef, yeah. and they'll have Gordon Ramsay. You haven't oh, seen okay. that? Yeah, yes. it's a pain. I'm looking at you going. I'm like, why? Why haven't I seen you in a master class? Legitimately, I'm not. I'm not bullshit. I'm like, this is like you should be doing a master class. Like master class, reach out to this man. Like this master class, reach out. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then people, you you know, you you're teaching your subject, and people would register for the class, and then see it online. It's recorded. Has a, a much broader application than mm -hmm. just interrogating a, a suspect, yeah. right? It's one of those skills or that art that we're we're really losing as a society because we've become so dependent on phones and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, social this, this. media. Is this you yeah. know, that uh, interaction? We talked about it before. It's like I. I love, we started like this. Yes. We started yeah. with, the, you know, five, at least the, five people. Yeah, the and then it went to Zoom and, and it was like, it was good. And we got to get different names that we might not have gotten on because they were in other parts. Sometimes they were in Florida and, and locally, but because of COVID. And then it turned more into the Zoom thing. And it's, that's good. But I like this. This is the I, best. It's like, yeah. I like the looking it's, somebody in the face and it's textile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 a it's a different dynamic. So, you know, the, uh, you and know. it's also, there's no lag. Yeah. 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 And then from an interrogator's perspective, you know, I, I, I read off, uh, off of <laughs> my, you know, the person I'm interrogating, I can quickly adjust. I can, you know, get the, uh, get a perspective and, you know, take it in that direction. I'm going to be so self-conscious now yeah. for the rest of the interview. Like, <laughs> Not don't, me. Don't, don't rub your nose. Don't touch I your nose. <laughs> I think it's a good if skill. If you really for, do play poker, please invite me. It's a good skill to be a job interviewer, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so where does that take you? So, okay. So we were talking about the time and said, I'm saying, so tell, can you tell us a little bit more about that time with him? Yeah. So it ended up uh, being seven months. So to wow. date is still the longest interrogation in FBI history. And it's wow. the first interrogation of a former head of state to be conducted by the FBI. Wow. So I spent about two months just building rapport, right? I wanted to get a, a true understanding of who he was, mm -hmm. his thought process, his moods, his perceptions, you know, those kinds of things, because those were going to be really important as we talked about or, or got to the point where we we're going to talk about the key things, which was Iraq's WMD program mm -hmm. and it and Iraq's alleged relationship with Al Qaeda, you know, leading up to the 9-11 attacks. So those were the things that we wanted to know. The thing about those were if I got them on day one or I got them a year later, their value or how important they were wasn't going to change. It was just getting that get information. There, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, um, so about two months on nothing but building rapport with him. And then only after I felt that I had developed that strong rapport where it would be hard for him, not impossible, but f hard for him to say, George, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, hit, hit the, the road. Right. <laughs> so once I felt that I had developed that connection and that rapport, then I kind of started to work on, you know, changing his kind of mindset and thought process. As an interrogator, some of the things that I need to develop early on and during that rapport building phase is I got to figure out what you value in life. What means to you the most, mm -hmm. right? So just here in a couple of minutes, now, you know, you've repeatedly talked about, you know, your lovely wife and everything like that. So if I wanted to leverage anything, I would be talking about mm -hmm. that, you know, and the impact that that would have on your life and you know, the direction that you, you know, that she's taking you in and, and everything like that. For Saddam, it was his legacy and his place in history. So the next phase not worked a, not on... Not a selfish man at all. Yeah, <laughs> very, very selfish, right? <laughs> so talked about that, you know, and then I did a comparison against wow. historical leaders in Iraq and how they're viewed, respected, admired, 
accomplishments and then looked at his and how is the world going to remember him to get him to really start accepting some responsibility or some criticism and, and kind of changing that, that perspective. And then I got lucky, you know, like the old saying, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky, lucky than, than, good. Uh, than good, right? He got sick. I had to take him to the hospital. And that experience really, really brought us together. And what I mean by that is that we had to fly on a Blackhawk to get to the green zone mm -hmm. to where the hospital was. And we're at Cropper, which is at the airport. So it's about yeah. a 35-minute helicopter ride. As you know, a, a combat takeoff on a Blackhawk. Straight up, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's it's go. A, it's, a, it's almost like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. I mean, you know, most also people on a pay. regular, just a C-130 or C-17. <laughs> they just freaking go, wah! <laughs> so I didn't realize he was afraid of flying. <laughs> oh, so, and he's blindfolded, <laughs> shackled. So when we, he's blindfolded, he can't know where he is. Yeah, he, okay. exactly. Because yeah. uh, all prisoners are transported. He knows the that country way. pretty well. So when he took, when we took off, he started to have a panic attack. So the only person next to him is me, and the only thing I could do is for 35 minutes was try to comfort him, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm whispering to him in his ear, and I'm trying to really calm him and everything like that. And during the entire time in the hospital, I never left his side. That had a really uh, lasting like imprinted on him. Exactly. Yeah. So it got uh, our relationship got so tight that he it became hard for him to lie to me. Yeah. And it was only then did we start talking about WMD and Al Qaeda and things mm -hmm. like that. So that was about month five, uh, and then you know, and then once we got what we needed from him, he was turned over to the Iraqis so that they could prosecute him for his uh, for his atrocities. Wow. In that time. Do you start to develop feeling like I don't know a better word like feeling for that person? Do you like empathy? I guess right. Do you do you start to empathize with him and feel bad for him? And you know, almost is there a, a, a real a real friendship that can evolve from a situation like that? Like he's a horrible person, but for I, me, thankfully, I never developed that okay. the, those feelings. Does that, that happen? I mean, can that happen? That can almost happen. like what, what's, what's that it's syndrome? Called, it's called Stockholm syndrome. Like Stockholm syndrome, right? Yes. So you're almost. So so I, like I didn't have that. No, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, what you yeah. said, you know, and when you develop a, a relationship yeah. and the way you're saying it. There's a couple it, you know, of reasons why yeah. you know that didn't happen for me, and and uh, it really helped me. One, again, I understood why I was there. You know, in the FBI, we have a very popular saying: successes belong to the organization failures belong to the individual mm. i didn't if if you do something good in the fbi nobody cares because that's the norm and that's the expectation you do something bad you become famous yeah so i didn't want to be the one to, <laughs> that is funny. to i didn't want to be the one to you know to let the fbi down so the pressure was yeah. on to make sure i met you know the the expectations and the standards of the fbi Second, you know, when you're reading what mustard and sarin gas does to women, children, the elderly, which were the majority of its wow. victims, and you see a really clear understanding of the atrocities that took place while he was the dictator and things like that, it's easy to stay easy very... To draw that right. line. And then going back to, I think you got the sense I'm a competitive person. Uh, and, you know, for me, and that... Uh, was not lost on me. At the end, of, there was going to be a winner and there was going to be a loser. Yeah. And, and it was going to be him. There's also uh, like no doubt going into that interrogation that that was a bad guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like normally, like let's say you 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 said you were a detective, right? Yeah. You know, you might have been doing an interrogation on an innocent person. And I'm sure you've found innocent people. And we've all met people wrong place, right time. 
You know, mm. it's like, bro, you look real guilty right now. Yeah. And then you hear it out and you, you find definitive proof that they're not. I but think like I this. I would have whispered in his ear on that helicopter, you're fucked now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got what I need to know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but having said all that, yeah. you know, he was a very charismatic, very charming uh, person, incredible sense of humor. So having to spend five to seven hours with him every single day was easy because it was enjoyable in this sense, yeah. right? So very, very Ted tough. Bundy. Exactly. But Most on the other hand, you know, uh, it, it wasn't very difficult for me to spend that kind of time. Mm-hmm. Now, having said all that, right, when he was executed, I was given the opportunity to go to his execution, but I passed on that, and wow. I'm really glad I did. I did my job. Yeah. I met my responsibility. I represented the FBI. I performed my mission, but I didn't want to be no there. No regrets to... about not doing that? You Absolutely just... no regrets. I'm so glad yeah. I didn't do that. You didn't have to go to the yeah. graduation. That's, That's no <laughs> fun, man. So how did that? So how did things change when you came back? I mean, this is it's obviously a, a career changing event, right? Where where did you once you came? Did you come back? Did you immediately come down to Miami? Were they like, give this guy in Miami? You know, no, 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 pizza party. What what happens next? You know, the, you're done with the interrogation. And- I get you know. Uh, so I I. I I make fun of it, but it's a it's a great representation about the FBI and and how this the expectations is excellence all the time. Right. right? So I spent nearly eight months with Saddam Hussein in a war zone, you know, under the most austere conditions. Right. When I land at the airport, there's nobody there to pick me up. (laughs) That's what I like. That's what I like. See what you interrogated that you know, one of the most brutal dictators of our of our modern time. You know, so what? Yeah. Who cares, right? So I came back and was I it, went. Was right. that a little on purpose? Was, was not on purpose? No, not on purpose. Like, but it's let's just remind you know, it's him. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. You know, so I come back and I go right back to work. Yeah. So after that, I spent six months authoring the prosecutive report that was used. Uh, by the Iraqis to prosecute him. Mm, and then after that, I was up for rotation to go to Afghanistan. So from Iraq, I went and did a combat tour in, in Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, enjoyed that. So not a lot of fanfare around this? Not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. If Came anything, I, I would expect, like, your like colleagues would be like, I could have done that in less time. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any of that? Like, really? Did it? Did it really? Did you really? What took you so? Yeah, like what took you so no, long? Yeah, thankfully, I didn't have. Uh, yeah. I didn't have any of that. Well, a lot but, of uh, you know, I mean, honestly, everybody treated me the same. It's like you know, another day yeah, at the office. Thing. I mean, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So you know, when, when did I mean, you? It's funny. I got an award. I got a, yeah. a big award. I got in. Uh, uh, back then, there was uh, uh, cheesy envelopes. Those were like the you know the. The envelope, like you, a manila envelope, yeah, that yeah. that that you do from one department to another. Mm-hmm. So my award came in a cheesy envelope. They dropped it off <laughs> on my desk. I opened it up. I got this certificate and this, you know, uh, yeah. uh, check, you know, uh, bonus check uh, for it. Oh, yeah. You deserve it, bro. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So no fanfare, which yeah. is, you know, yeah. Uh, that's I was, good. I was that's, okay I, with it. I, yeah, I think that's, almost, like, that's in that actually, moment. You know. That's actually the answer I expected to all your questions. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it is, man. And like in those like top tier communities, like I, 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 I was never like SF or anything like that, but I was in the 82nd Airborne yeah. for eight years. And so like we worked like hand in hand. We we're always like the outer cordon for those type of people and those type of groups. And it was like, it's exactly like you said, if you did your job, if anything, you got grief for doing a good job to just like always keep you like, even keel. Yeah. It was never well, that's the expectation. Right. Yeah. It's like you did your Excellence job. is the expectation. So, so if you if you do an excellent job, they're like, uh well 
That's normal. That's normal. That's so what you're saying. How long were you with the FBI before after that till you came to Miami? So after that, I uh, uh, of course got. I'm pointing that way, like yeah. Miami's that yeah. way. We're like in Miami. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you know, that was we're still here. very early in my <laughs> career. Uh, I hadn't become a supervisor yet, so I became okay. a supervisor of the Joint Terrorism Task Force uh, in uh, Washington D.C. And then I became the assistant special agent in charge over counterterrorism for Washington, D.C., uh, and then, you know, several other. So I didn't come here until 2014, and that was my—this was my dream job. I always wanted to come. Hey, did you choose it, or did, was oh, it no, an opening? I, I, I chose, and it was okay. extremely competitive. You, you, okay. know, for, you compete for a yeah. position like this. Okay. Uh, it's like Hawaii. Hawaii. And I'm, oh, I think it's a lot better than Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like that's like the ones that oh, there's always like a wish list. Yeah. Everybody's always like Hawaii, my, like that that coast. You know the Coast Guard <laughs> that okay. when you're going over A1A. Uh, okay, I guess that Coast Guard that's right on the bridge before you get to Alton Road, <laughs> no. going to South. Beach. I don't know down here. So anyways, yep, yep, like that's yep. that's I'm like one York. of the most like yeah. people will do two years in Alaska to get there to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Wow. Like they'll no, do a hardship like, tour. It is one of the most desirable Coast Guard. And when you get there, you don't leave. So, okay, so let's change gears. We joked a little bit maybe about this when you when you first came in. With, in, in our community, obviously, like, there's the surf culture, the, the surf culture. And, you know, there's a lot of marijuana and, you know, other, in, uh, you know, <laughs> other things that people put in their body around it. It was that as a as a as an agent as a special agent in the FBI (laughs) was was that ever a concern like when you were going to a gym like you know I mean somebody will walk in and I'm rolling with somebody be like oh Jesus Christ what'd you do in the car like what the hell you know was that did that have to become a consideration for you or like you know the people that you're gonna be around with marijuana specifically being such a big part of the jujitsu community was that ever a concern for you like I'm in the FBI I'm you guys can't be you know doing that around me or I can't I don't want to smell that or was it just like yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, see, thankfully you know? for me, you know, uh, I I didn't see that around me, right? So, uh, you know, fortunately <laughs> at my gym, we do have a, a a number of law enforcement officers, but we have a, uh, you know, the majority are not, but they are very mindful and very uh, respectful of, of those of us uh, in law enforcement, right? So I never saw it around, but yeah, there'd be a couple of times I'd roll, I'm like, oh, I smell that weed, yeah, you know. It is, bro. Yeah. You need a better cologne. <laughs> Seen, you ever seen the meme like of the of the two arms like that are like this and it says like police officers jujitsu guys yeah. and it like pot right? yeah. it's like it's so, like it, yeah. I, it was in high rollers had the uh like uh stoners versus police like stoners like, versus cops yeah. event yeah. you know so, so I, I you know I, and I, I mean even they recognize how really prevalent. thought about it I never really yeah. worried about it it was never uh visible or anything like that and I really you know when I'm in uh, at the gym I'm focused uh you know on my training but of course, you know, when I was uh, in the FBI, still to this point, I, you know, in, in the FBI, you can't use any any products with uh, CBD in them, even makeup or yeah. anything like that. So, uh, you know, very, very, you know, mindful of, uh, of that. Even though most, like most CBDs that we know don't have any tea. 99.9. You can't even use. No. Yeah. Wow. No pot. You guys got the, the good test over there, right? <laughs> to pick yeah, up everything. Yeah, yeah. They just, they just look at yeah. your eyeballs. They can tell you. It's lying. funny. Our, spon- <laughs> our sponsor, Neutral Zone, yeah. he's always taking tests, like he'll video, uh, video uh, Not him record himself the taking the test and then you know, he puts the it on results. Instagram to like, hey, God, there's no yeah. THC. Yeah. But you can't, when you're on the job, you can't take that risk. 
Not at all. Not, not worth it, I guess, at that point. Okay, I can forego the CBD. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow that though. for the people that are protecting my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, though. You know, it's funny. The last uh, uh, In the last decade, really, when it comes to sports, they found that there's a tremendous benefit. Oh, yeah. For well, relaxing, yeah, no. for, for blood flow, for brain activity, for awareness. Literally heightening these things instead of reducing them. Our studio guest is going really. Maybe, tell me maybe, more. maybe. Uh, <laughs> tell me more, buddy. Maybe, maybe FBI twenty fifty. Yeah. I'll start considering that. We're gonna do a little. We do what we call a little speed round. We've renamed the drill down. Wait, we're not going there yet. We renamed it the drill down, so we're gonna get to that. Can I do? But I've actually, I heard you talk about like maybe writing a book. Is that something that you're still thinking about? No, no, I'm actually, I'm doing it now. So I'm writing on a book, writing a book, and I'm working with Simon and Schuster, a publishing company out of New York. Heard of them? Yes. So I'm very fortunate. Yeah. So they're interested in publishing my book, and I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the year. And uh, best case scenario is have it released next year uh, for the 20 year anniversary of the Iraq War. Nice. Oh, cool. I'll keep That's my awesome. FBI out for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we definitely love to have you back before that, or when you know when the book comes out, we'll Absolutely. have you come on. And oh, talk. for sure. Right, we wait, should wait, totally hold wait. it up. Are you oh, doing wait, the these drill guys down? Got questions. I'm sorry. I don't Are you going to do the drill down? Not yet. Go ahead. Did okay. you have a question? No, because I want to do the intro to the drill. Okay, no. But, uh, did you have a question, Miguel? <laughs> Absolutely you, not. <laughs> no, no, we're good. No questions. What You have an intro to the drill yeah. down? That, do I want to? Yeah. Okay, let me have it. The drill uh, down. Oh, wait, you know what? I, I, I forgot our listener questions, so you have to do it again. News was not So Okay, so we, we got a few listener questions. You have time. Okay. We're an hour and a half in. Are you good? It's uh, it's 9, 9.15. We're, we're okay. Anyone no rush? It. If anyone has no to rush, pee. are you okay over there? You're, we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Probably the toughest thing you've done, right? Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, we, sometimes we, we wind up talking about. Obviously, we talk about some of the, yeah. some Mike, of these things Mike, in the Mike. during the podcast. Um, I did have somebody. Okay, so I, I definitely wanted to read Sarah Kyle's comment. Do you know who Sarah Kyle is? Absolutely. Okay, Sarah. So she said, "I used a photo. I guess that she took. She said, could I have a T-shirt?' So yes, Sarah." You got it. Do you know her? Of course. Okay. Don't let her. Uh, she's got to watch the episode. Okay. And she's I'll, got I'll to, she's got to message me. So, if I'm going to give no, something uh, away, I make yeah. sure they watch so, the episode. Uh, Sarah is a, a professional photographer okay. and has taken several of the photos. And, and not only that, she designed my logo that's okay. trademarked that you, that you were mentioning uh, yeah. earlier. So oh, she's cool. the one that designed. That's logo. cool. Very it's almost cool. like the Stratton Oakmont. Uh, Lion. <laughs> I know Stratton Oak. You know Stratton Oakmont? No. no? Oh, you ever, no. you ever watch Wolf of Wall Street? No, this yeah. guy has no time. No. <laughs> Forget I said anything. I like it. Okay, yeah. let me see. Uh, we, we, we had four questions that I chose. We had a bunch. I had a lot of direct message to me. Uh, we did talk about like PJJ for law enforcement. Um, so her question was, can I have a t-shirt? Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to mention, I, I, you know used, what? I used a picture t-shirt, promo. T-shirt, t-shirt <laughs> for the boldness of the question. So, okay. So we also had, okay, we talked a lot about these, so I'm not going to read some of these, but, uh, let me see. Shexter, somebody out of DC, somebody, they think they knew you said, when are you coming back to DC? You know, I don't know when I'll be back in uh, D.C., but when I'm when I'm back there, I train at uh, Pentagon MMA, which is a phenomenal gym. Does that guy look familiar? Can you see it? Yeah, we actually. You know him? Okay. Yeah, I do know. So <laughs> he at, doesn't at Pen- have his name on his yeah, profile. At Pentagon MMA, so okay. I always try uh, try to go there and uh, and train. They've got some uh, some great guys there. Okay. And Vivek, 
uh, the owner of Pentagon MMA, who's a phenomenal Muay Thai fighter. Uh, yeah. So shout out to him. You know, so I just I just came back from D.C. I went to see my oldest daughter, and I never bring my gi with me. I'm not getting, my wife's not letting me get away with that. We're on, it's like family vacation. Really? Work. You I'm can't still not do jujitsu one day? Like that's, <laughs> I never bring it with me. So when I you become get, a professional athlete, you yeah, can use that as an excuse Al, to say, George, Al, my, oh, or even my, honey, this is marketing. I'm getting my name out there. <laughs> exactly. You know? All right. So we, the, you need, you need, we, we've for, already kind of discussed some of the other listener questions a, that we, that we chose. So, okay, go ahead, Bo. Do give me the drill down wait, again. Wait, you need a bus station uh, locker for, with a gi in it in every town you yeah. go. All right, ready? I really have never taken my gi traveling with me unless it's like been driving. I thought about it this time. It's, it's a no, no. Okay. Ready? Sure. The drill down. There you go. I got it. I got my guys creating a logo. Okay. Well, I'll just take that snippet. Okay. So, so we do like, uh, we used to call it speed round, but we stopped calling it a speed round because it was never fast. It was like, we wound up elaborating and and spending a lot more time talking about the longest part of the show. So, so, okay. So, uh, I'll run down these. You can elaborate. We're we're in no rush. So gi or no gi, what's your preference? Gi. Okay. Do you treat your... so you in, in some no gi shorts the other day, but you're with no. I, you train, I both? train both. Yeah, but my preference is yeah. gi. Do you okay. wear Do you wear the knee braces below the gi? Of course. <laughs> I saw him. Any major injuries besides the pectoral muscle? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So but, two torn left oh, meniscus. Uh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm being told don't say all no, the injuries. No, 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 no. As you go into competition. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, he's purple yeah. ball. He's not going to worry about that. Like, we've lost. all, we've all got year. them. Blue yeah. LA, MCL, yeah. ACL. Yeah. Uh, this arm, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, it just hurts all down his, the whole arm. Hey, hey, all his injuries are service connected. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Take down or pull guard? Pull guard. Yeah. Those Always. Are my, those are my knees. No. <laughs> Do you, and, uh, we won't go service too much into the competition side and game plan, but when you're training in the gym, pull guard, and then what's your, like, what's your go-to? Like I'm, I'm pull guard. I'm looking for the lockdown. Love the lockdown. So uh, I like to, of course, uh, pull guard, and, and I have an uh, attack series for uh, uh, several Damn. chokes right from uh, from guard. And okay. then uh, if not, you're not screwing around. You're getting them. I'm not. Are you talking, if not, the arm bar is coming. Okay. Are you, are, you talking, All right, good. are you talking shit in competition? Like while you're rolling? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> whispers in are the you, ear. Whispers love, in the ear. I love I'm to talk when I'm doing jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, I, I, I chose a, a good profession. I, yeah. talk, I do sales all day, talk and then I talk shit. about jujitsu. Would you? Like I love to, to talk to ad? during while I'm rolling with anybody. Do you? Do you talk at all? Like even in rolling, forget about the competition side. But when you're just rolling with the guys, are you like screwing around? Are you making like I like to joke around and I probably say whisper right something now. in somebody's ear. <laughs> no, that's no. not you. No, and. Again, because most of the time I'm focused on, you know, getting ready or, or training for a, a competition. So I look at, you know, training camp or fight camp is very, very serious. And most of the time I'm, I'm fighting with guys that are truly crushing me. So I have <laughs> getting a, words out is very hard. The only out. conversation is Ow. that's the best Ow. time to talk when you're getting beat. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> All right. So music during rolling. Yes or no? Oh, definitely. What's your go to? Um, you know, if, you got, if, if you're controlling the music that night, at can the I gyms. guess? I just want to guess. Pearl Jam, <laughs> Bob Marley, <laughs> no. reggae, no? Nineties R and B. Yes. One little one twelve, little jagged edge. Yeah, really? That's you? That's awesome. Not Keith Sweat. That's a little weird. 
I'm so into me and my wife. Just she's ten years younger than me, but we're we're both so into nineties R and B. Yeah, we went wow. up to a couple of years ago. I have a client that got us tickets. He uh, he is the official bus company for the the Nets and the Barclays Center. Yeah. So it was a Brian McKnight concert, but Ooh. it was all like he was. Everybody walked out at the end when he came on. <laughs> It was all like the '90s R&B people, wow. so it was like one twelve jagged edge. One of the guys uh, was in jail. I, we didn't walk. She was there for. She wanted to see Brian McKnight. He was incredible. Yeah. We've seen so you, Brian you know, McKnight see, in, 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 uh, in concert. He's he's. I saw him in Boca in a little club. We yeah. went and then we went to see him in New York. So yeah. I'm I'm all about. Yeah. But in New York, most people were there to see like more like yeah. the hip hop R&B groups. But I, mean, I even go edge. a little further back, like yeah. Stevie B. I love Stevie. Oh, B. That, but that's that's not our, that's not nineties R and B. That's a little 80s, bit more. That's 80s. but that's what would we yeah. call that. That's more uh, freestyle. Freestyle. Oh, absolutely. I just uh, my wife gave me tickets for my birthday to a freestyle concert over at where they do the Hialeah in in oh. Hollywood, and they canceled it. Oh, so I didn't get yeah. to go. But we've been to other freestyle concerts. I'm I'm forty nine. I'm, I'm up there. <laughs> the same the same age. Are you guys gonna compare AARP cards? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <I'm> still- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still man. a few years away. I am getting that mail. Every time they send me mail, I'm like, son of a bitch. You know what? You know when it hit me hard was when I saw that uh, Dr. Dre was on the cover of AARP. No, oh, really? no. <laughs> dude. I was like, I'm next. That's my, that's my little, little Dre on yeah. the way to. I have a short ride to the gym, so it's like I'm usually gonna get one song. I'm like literally just like three minutes away from the gym. I, I it's got to be one song. It's got to be one good song. My go-to is like anything Dre, anything Dre. I love Eminem too. Uh, he Eminem, went, from, Eminem. went from rapper to like crapper. anything from the from the movie soundtrack from Eight Mile. Yeah. Mm, he went from rapper rapper to Run on the way to, to the gym. And I'm so when I really want to get pumped up, it's the uh, Rocky Four soundtrack. Oh yeah, with, yeah, with, uh, against Drago. Yeah, yeah if, if he one. dies, he dies. Yeah. <laughs> Before are you? Like, I will break you. <laughs> I think actually one of the one of the images that we posted was yeah. right heads. Are you like Absolutely. in the zone with yeah. music? Yeah. yeah. So are you like this? Are you like this? But meanwhile, it's no, Stevie no, no, B no. likes. No. No. Sorry, everybody, for singing that. It's funny. So I have, you know, my training uh, uh, playlist, and yeah. then I have my uh, pre-competition playlist. Yeah. So it is some of the Rocky Four uh, songs, uh, Eminem, yeah. you know, yeah. some more to get me that kind of that. Uh, yeah. Best hits from yeah, his um, interrogation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eminem's Illuminati album. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so I, we talked about the uh, being a, uh, a UFC fan. Do you watch a lot of MMA? And well, let's uh, are you, cons- are you a consumer? These are two different things. Are you do you watch a lot of MMA? Are you watching like every UFC? I watch every UFC. Yeah. My man. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. that's me, bro. Again, Again, it's hard. Yeah, we watch, we <laughs> There's so watch. much. There's yeah. so much now. It's we just don't like, miss it's a, a single job one. We watch yeah. every. Yeah. Nice. You're awesome. Cool. Yo, I send. I'm good I'm security serious. detail. So, I like that. Like, and we actually go. Yeah. Okay. To events. You know that. That's the other yeah. cool thing about uh, you know being at American Top Team. You know, I get oh, yeah. invited to. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and, I actually, and all like the, the smaller the local events too, the smaller ones. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, a, we've been to uh, uh, Las Vegas, uh, L.A., uh, New York. Um, yeah. The Apex, yeah, uh, it's incredible to watch fights at the Apex. That that uh, the Brian McKnight concert I told you about that week, he got me my my, my client got me tickets to um, to you. There was a UFC event. It was uh, oh, I got to remember her name. 
uh, who's uh, Valentina Shevchenko? Shevchenko? Yeah. I forgot who <laughs> she bullet? was. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah. gun, right? She has the, the <laughs> she has yeah. the, the, she's got everything. I forget, I the forget who she was fighting. She was fighting a new, uh, uh, Germander, uh, oh, Jermaine or yeah, Germaine, yeah. Germaine, Germaine, I don't know how to say her name. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah like they, they were fighting, right? That, that, that was that fight. I went, I think Germaine, we saw Germaine, that Germaine. week, we went to like, I think two Nets games and we went to the RB concert. Wow. So that, that whole week, that was, that was it. Um, she just sent me an email the other day. She got, I guess she, uh, there's uh, something going on in like Coral Springs at like, there's a, I think it's an LF, elephant, LF. LFA. LFA. There's an event. I think it was an LFA event coming up. So I'm like, yes, please. Don't, don't send it to me. Just buy the tickets. What are you doing? So I, I like my, uh, our first Valentine's Day together, she got me a, a Groupon and we watched Wagner. It was the first time I saw Wagner Rocha Rocha, fight when yeah. he was uh, when he was still doing MMA yeah. at a smaller event at the War Memorial. In uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. 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 That was my, that was my first, that was my first, I think that was my first you MMA the fight poster, in, like, right? in Florida. I still have the poet like he did a, as part of the group on like there were signed posters from him and his opponent. Oh, wow! I still have them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think did I bring it? Did, we had him on, but I told him I, I was telling him I was like I yeah. just dug this out, man. I still had your, I had that photo, and and I, I sent him a picture of it. He didn't even. He's like, oh my god, I don't remember that. It's so crazy. I wasn't here for that one, but I I, I listened yeah. to it and you said that. So how about how about jujitsu though? Are you watching the WNOs? Are you watching the Fight to Wins? Are you of as course. dedicated a oh, fan? Yeah, a- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, of course, I have uh, flow grappling and uh, yeah. don't miss any of those events. Uh, would well. you Would you ever fight or have you ever done a, uh, done a, like, uh, a fight to win? Fight to win is probably no, more likely not yet. for... Yeah. Yeah. Not yet. I love Something, it. <laughs> so you would accept... <laughs> I think that it's a little bit more like you got to put in your application and then yeah. like yes. you kind of right. Exactly. Yeah. Would you have you ever? No, but I haven't yet. Yeah. But, you know, that, mm, that's definitely like something. Yet. Yeah. Not so, yet. you know, for me, I really want to, uh, again, uh, I'm really focused on IBJJF mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, want to win uh, worlds. So that's kind of where I'm putting all of my focus and attention. And that's once good. I accomplish that goal, you know, the next would be something like fight to win and like super and fights. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, but first, right now, I want to see how far and how good I can get within the uh, the IBJJF structure. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, as my sponsors, uh, the number of sponsors grow, you know, then I'm able to, you know, expand into fight to win and you know different things and super fights and you know things like. You that. You know, it's okay. gonna be really dope when you're a black belt and your age. You're gonna have some like serious black because they're always gonna be black belts. They're not even gonna be core belts or. Yeah, there's like some seriously well-known black belts that are, that are black your, belts that are now now that are your age, and you're gonna be a black belt, and you're gonna step on the mats with those people. You know, like, they're gonna about be in your bracket. He's like, yeah, that's like fighting that's, those guys. That's my day. secret dream because, like, right now, all the who's who's are my age right now, or and, they're and they're, they're in my not a super high anymore. level. Yeah. So like, <laughs> dude, when I'm like 48, I'm gonna get destroyed. It's gonna be <laughs> so some good. of the biggest names. I'm not bringing my kids. I'm not bringing my kids, bro. Yeah, when I get my black belt. You know, I'll be competing in guys against guys that have been black belt for thirty years, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll have been black belt for six months Lots or a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's right up your alley. That's yeah. what you like. Absolutely. Renato Laranja stripes, right? Stripes down both sides, right? You know it, right? How do you eat an elephant? Favorite competitor? Yeah, MMA and and jujitsu. Favorite? Let's start with MMA. MMA is tough. For me Besides to say. Wilson. <laughs> uh, well, no, because I have so many friends that are American okay. top teams. So if I name one, the others are going to be really okay. mad. And then yeah. they're going to stop favorite, training. Favorite, with me. favorite non-ATT MMA. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. 
uh, Leota Machida. Okay. Dude, All he's right. cool. The dragon. Is it because of the karate yeah. in the background? Okay. Yeah. All right. And I also Respect. like his uh, approach, right? He's a true martial artist. He's always carried himself really exactly. well in and out of the ring. And it's absolutely. Not he carries himself the in a, these in, days. In, you know, in, in, Still in a stud, such a. By the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so you know, it's him and like, you know, GSP. And again, I love the way GSP carried himself both in and outside of, uh, you know, the uh, the octagon and really, truly kind of adopted that martial artist yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, approach. So those non-ATT, those are my two. GSP, right. I feel yeah. like he looks better now. That dude's mm. going back in time somewhere. Yeah, he's he's like one of those guys that... Well, he's doing like gymnastics now. And, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was I, part of his training. It was gymnastics was part of his training. Yeah. While he while he had the belt, literal so garbage man. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you have a let's let's say same thing outside of ATT yeah. favorite uh, jujitsu competitor to watch? Of course, for me, my favorite again putting Wilson Govea aside and you know the, yeah, the teammates. That's but, an obvious. Yeah, right? they're gonna no, choke but, the hell uh, out of you tomorrow. In fairness, <laughs> you know, just uh, jujitsu white. Of course, uh, Bouchesha, who is okay. now at American Top Team, is mm-hmm. still you know for me uh, one of my favorite. Two and zero, right? Yeah. Uh, three and zero. Three and zero now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, th- the one style though that I like to emulate the most is Hajar Gracie. Okay. Oh, you love pulling guard. <laughs> His guard, dude. You're in that dude's guard. Do you feel yeah. it, it, along with the old school style, kind of like you know, nasty that he's mastered the basics. Oh yeah. You know, like that. Right. Yeah. To this day, right when you see him train or compete, right, it's been I mean, not to this day, but you know, when yeah. we've seen him compete, right, it's you know, it's like he's still doing arm bars and triangles and. Right, those things that we kind of are learning at white and blue. Back. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but of course, you know, as you were talking about, you know, I, I like uh, and watch uh, Wagner Rocha. Yeah. I, I really like him. Uh, you know, Cyborg. Yeah, there's a lot of great, uh, especially here in South Florida. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the nice thing about jujitsu. There's so many different uh, personalities and styles, mm-hmm. and you know that that's uh, you know that's appealing. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about combat jujitsu? Combat jujitsu. Uh, you know, you know, from my perspective, honestly, it's either you know, either do jujitsu or do MMA. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, there's you know, for, uh, if you're gonna do jujitsu, there's so much that you know that that uh, d- that should be devoted to the you know to the techniques, you know the yeah. uh, the skill, the you know the you know the conditions, all of those. If you want to strike, do MMA. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not something that I've taken to. I, I haven't. I haven't, I haven't spoken I, about yeah. it favorably. It's fun. I haven't good said good shit. things about it. But you know, we've had a, a we've had like Brandon McCatherine on the show who does he commentates for Eddie Bravo's yes. for uh, EBI. Is it? But is the com- It's combat jujitsu. It's is combat it jujitsu now. Jiu-Jitsu? So he commentates. So like me, made me think a little bit differently at or look at it a little differently. But I, I'm of the same mindset. Of, if you're gonna hit, if you're gonna smack slap, then do MMA. What's yeah. you know? I don't get this. You know. Yeah. It, it, it feels and looks weird to me. It's just like I think I, it's a fun I do, training it, exercise. I do get like yeah. a little bit of the homage to back to the Gracie, uh, you know, yeah. the Gracie style and defense perspective. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely some value and application, right? Yeah. But uh, you know, for the essence of what jujitsu is supposed to do, and and you know the 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 value of it, it, it does take yeah. away from it. So that's again, well put. If, yeah. if you want to strike, do yeah. MMA. If you really want to focus on the essence of jujitsu and then yeah. mastering it, work on jujitsu. Yeah. That's kind of my what, philosophy. What was I trying to say? The Gracie when they used to do the the judo storming. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, like the the gym storming and uh, right. The, when the they Valley used to have the, they used to have the people come in yes. and like the Gracie right, challenges. Yeah. The yeah. word what I'm yeah. looking for. The Gracie challenges. A lot of times they would 
purposely not hit some like they would do the slapping yeah. over punching when they were in, yeah, in an advantageous right position had somebody's back they're trying to loosen them up <laughs> it was never punches it was always the slaps so i see a bit of that homage to that but again it's not some there was a reason that they were doing that it. are coming in to challenge and yeah. prove that jujitsu is not very effective yeah. and who are yeah. street fighters yeah, and exactly. other disciplines so yeah. i get yeah, so I love that UFC okay. fighters are like calling in people like those like those Instagram keyboard warriors, and they're like, "All right, uh, come to the gym." They're like, "Well, I can't," and it's like, "I'll fly you out, and I'll pay you for your full <laughs> week of work." Okay, no, you can't. You got the last two questions. I got the last two. Neutral Zone is combat family owned, so they know you need to keep yourself and your equipment clean. They created Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays for just that purpose. Neutral Zone products are formulated to reduce the risk of bacterial and fungal infections. Whatever's making you sweat, weight training, rolling on the mats, yard work, or just working around the house, Neutral Zone clean wipes and sprays can make you feel and smell refreshed. Use code JJD to get 15% off your online order at NeutralZoneClean.com. While you're there, sign up for their newsletter to receive the latest info and updates on product launches like their new shower gel and soap bar coming soon. Are you neutral zone clean? Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of T-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. The first question, <laughs> do you or do you not wash your Jiu-Jitsu belt? I do wash my Jiu-Jitsu belt. Where's the And I added this question <laughs> just for you. Favorite interrogation technique. <laughs> Favorite interrogation technique? My mom's cookies. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. So, and I say that because uh, I actually use my mom's cookies in uh, during the interrogation of uh, Saddam Hussein. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I gave him my mom's cookies. Are we allowed for his to know birthday. what the cookie type is? It's uh, you know Lebanese sugar cookies. Okay. Uh, they're incredible. All right, right. I'll so talk. She made them and shipped them <laughs> from California like, to me talk. to in Iraq, and I gave it to him. Uh, on his uh, birthday, wow. and uh, he was really taken by by that gesture. So it was extremely effective. So my wow. favorite interrogation technique. So I'm from Cookies. I'm from not, not what we expected. I'm from <laughs> southern Romania, right? So we 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 have a lot of influences from all the countries around us, including Turkey, right? And some okay. from the Middle East. So I totally understand that. I would talk like that. <laughs> Just give me some milk. A little milk. Uh, yeah. Body's buried on Fifth yep. Street. Yep. I did it. 
they're over there. You ever, <laughs> I use you ever this. been to Dearborn, Michigan? Yeah. Yes. Dude, the food there is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So, last thing, sponsors that you want to shout out? Anybody oh, yeah, that you want to say hello yeah, to? Yeah, thank. Yeah. This is your your time. No, absolutely. Of course, my first sponsor that has been incredible and has really helped me uh, uh, reach this point is uh, Gurkha Cigars. Okay. Gurkha. Um, so, yes. I love Gurkhas. Yeah. yeah they're, well, they're the best cigars in the world. So, <laughs> so of course, goes to uh, Gurkha Cigars. But, uh, you know, recently I was, uh, uh, I got uh, signed on by uh, uh, Alma Medical Group here in Miami. Okay. Uh, they've been incredible. And then uh, Warren Henry Auto Group are uh, my. Uh, oh, I got buddies who work okay. with Warren Henry. Yeah. Yeah. So those okay. are my sponsors. But always, there's always room for more. Yeah. There's always, <laughs> I say the same it. thing. So anyone Super out there. Cool. <laughs> I told you, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll maybe we'll make some intros and you guys take it from there. I don't get involved with like, hey, sponsor. Yeah. Hey, I think that maybe there's That's a good perfect. fit here, you yeah. know, and, uh, and maybe awesome. something happened. I'll let you. The boomerang. Approach. So awesome. thank you very much for joining us. Joy. Thank you very this much. Was awesome. Thank you so much. It was a couple of we're a couple hours in. I'm just going to say do a little housekeeping here. Say goodbye. Keep it short and sweet. But really appreciate you coming on. Come back whenever you want. Yeah, I know uh, we have a couple of like local law enforcement guys that wanted to do a little bit of a roundtable. You know, if you're open Absolutely. to an invite, I'm we can do open one. to anything. And yeah. hopefully, I'll be back after I win Vegas, and they, we can talk about so, that. So, yeah, come I'll back train, for I'll a train law with you then. Oh, uh, <laughs> I want to train with you, man. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, after that, okay. when you're out of competition mode, <laughs> come back for if when you win. Uh, when your book comes out, and Definitely we'll let you know if we do the roundtable, the, the law enforcement roundtable. <laughs> so, sure, sure. so thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you for being so patient. So uh, one thing I didn't mention at the beginning of the episode is everybody don't forget if you purchase anything from any of our sponsors, send us a copy of your receipt. We're going to do a $250 giveaway of like uh, uh, podcast swag, uh, gear, t-shirts, uh, probably a geese and rash, roll. A rash card out We're going to get some neutral zone in there, but you're going to get at least, it's probably going to go up from there because other sponsors have said they want to do something. Maybe we'll talk to BJJ Box as well, but we're going to do at least $250 worth of jujitsu swag. We're going to give it away. Just for supporting our sponsors, right? They're going to go into a little raffle. We'll pick a winner. Um, so I didn't get to mention that at the beginning of the episode like we normally do. But um, check out Jiu-Jitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. So you can go to jujitsudummies.com. You can go to at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and it's Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast on TikTok. So you want to hit them with your, uh, your IG? Oh, yeah. It's uh, JJD underscore DJJ69. George, you're... George Pirro underscore ATT. Okay. Awesome. Bo? At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S. Bad All works. Right. Would you like to give out your Instagram? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. That's it, everybody. Thank you for watching Thank and listening. Thank you so much. Again, appreciate you coming on. Thank you. And we like to say peace, love, jujitsu, baby. Thank you.